Good evening, everyone, and welcome to night three of Resolutions 2023. And uh, we have lots of interesting resolutions to cover this evening. It is purely coincidental that this is the night with four. We just took them in the order we had them. And, and uh, when we ran out, we ran out. So um, basically, uh, tonight we will be covering uh, four resolutions and uh, determining their fate. I want to just make a couple of quick announcements before I turn it over to uh, Ray Campbell, who will be our presiding officer uh, again this evening. And I thank him for his uh, diligence all week. This is a terrible job. So, <laughs> um, first of all, we will, we uh, got very good reviews last night on using the QA box, and we will use it again. I just um, really want to absolutely encourage you uh, not to use it as a chat. Um, last night at the height of our questions when we were actually um, working on um, some of the discussion in the last resolution and then uh, Carla's motion to amend the standing rules, which I will talk about, um, we had over 80 uh, individual questions or, or uh, comments from people in that box. I would say half of them, uh, that seriously many, were um, great questions or comments, but they weren't relevant to the topic and or they were comments really liking using this and how wonderful it was. I appreciate that, but not right then. So, um, I would really ask, please, that you limit your use of it to what uh, needs to be said that would be more efficiently delivered that way. And again, you can use it during the five-minute uh, Q&A section of, before each resolution to ask uh, questions or uh, get clarification. You can use it at any time for a real point of order, um, a point of order being uh, something in terms of the procedural um, issues or whatever, but not questions again in that period of time. And then in general, you, you can't use it for other stuff or you shouldn't. Um, it really, really will help. And last night we uh, didn't uh, necessarily uh, rule all of that out of order, but we may need to go a little tighter on that tonight because um, it's it's just a supplemental tool to help us. Um, if you do raise your hand for a uh, point of order and it gets lowered, um, and we're still and, and you're and it's appropriate to be asking that question, you can uh, put your uh, point of order in the um, chat box and maybe label it with the letters PO so that I know that's what you think it is. And uh, we'll try to monitor that, but I'm monitoring it by myself. So um, I just want you to know that um, everything is getting read, but um, please use it as, as you need to. And the same for raising your hand, make sure you only raise it as appropriate. Um, so that takes care of all that. And, and most of the things that we have talked about, um, we covered in detail in the other nights and we've been, this is our third night. So um, I know some of you will be new tonight to our process. We'll describe it as we go along. Um, the other items I wanted to mention are what is coming up in the future. So tomorrow night will be the 
Constitution and Bylaws discussion. We will have John McCann, our Constitution Bylaws Chair, uh, with us. He will be reviewing two amendments. Uh, the amendments have been circulated and they will probably, I think they will be uh, circulated again tomorrow or have been already. I'm not quite following on my email right now, but I know that's their intent. Uh, these will not be voted on tomorrow night because they do require a record vote. And so they will be voted um, on uh, July 5th for the record vote. So, but they will be debated fully uh, tomorrow evening. In addition to uh, debating the two amendments for constitution and bylaws, um, we have a motion on the floor which was postponed to Friday evening um, to make it um, reasonable and easier for us to get the information out to people and make sure that um, you know people people stayed because it came pretty late in the meeting last night, and I'm sure. Um, some people left because they thought we were done. We were working through our last resolution and we were in good shape. So, um, but then it was uh, moved that um, we would um, amend the um, standing rules so that uh, there would be another reading of the um, of the resolutions and constitution and bylaws amendments on Wednesday. Uh, before the on Wednesday, July 5th, before the record vote takes place, and that there would be a summary of the discussion of these uh, that would be presented um, for 10 minutes as part of or up to 10 minutes as part of that uh, no debate. So um, that that is the motion that is pending and uh, will be uh, debated and discussed um, tomorrow night in addition to the Constitution and bylaws. We will be doing the Constitution and bylaws first because that's the agenda that is uh, proposed for the evening and then we will be additionally doing um, additionally doing this amendment. So that's and then we will be wrapping up uh, this part of the business until we uh, convene in Schaumburg and virtually in a few more days. All right, with that, I'm going to turn the meeting now over to uh, Ray Campbell, our uh, first vice president, who will conduct the business of the uh, meeting and lead um, our processes this evening. And then I will assist um, Gabe in terms of the resolutions committee. So thank you much, Ray, and uh, thank you everyone for coming. All right, uh, good evening again, ACB. Um, so we will uh, start moving through the resolutions um, and I'll just say a couple of things as we get there about uh, debate and, uh, and some of those things uh, that I need to say. But uh, right now, I'd just like to start with the reading of our first resolution. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce the chair of the resolutions committee. Um, Chris Bell has his hand up. Um, is it uh, a point of information, point of order, something like that, Chris? If we could allow him to talk, please. I thought we were assigning Chris Bell as the chair of the resolution. <laughs> oh, is that it? Maybe he wants to. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yes, Chris wants to know about making a motion, so he does need to be recognized so you can. He yes, can, um, go ahead. Okay, he, he, he can do that. Uh, okay, Chris. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there you are. So um, I would like to make a motion uh, that has three parts. Uh, and I, I think it would be more efficient to take them all together, but they could be broken up. The first part would be to take the last resolution, 2023-16, regarding the uh, ACKREP uh, OT certification and d- discuss that first because it's complicated. There are a lot of facts, and I think we would do better doing that earlier in the evening rather than the last thing. And secondly, I would like to, only with regard to that resolution, provide for a 40-minute debate with no limitation on the number of speakers except by the time limit at the end of the 40 minutes, because uh, I think there's a lot to talk about and there are a lot of uh, facts to get out on the the ground. And uh, five people on each side, I don't think is going to cut it in terms of a fair discussion of the issues. Okay. Um, Chris, so, okay. So I, so I think, I believe, uh, Denise, please tell me, I believe that would be a valid motion. However, we would need to uh, have a two thirds vote to ratify it, to, to ratify it because that would be an amendment considered an amendment to the standing rules uh, for purposes well, just of suspending this. the rules. I was just suspending That's the application. Sus- of that rules takes two thirds on. Really? Yeah. Does it not, the, the parliamentarian, does it not take two-thirds to suspend the rule? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your, so your motion is valid. However, it would take a two-thirds vote because it essentially is suspending the rules. And then I would also like you to say as part of that, that once that, res- if, it's a, if it's approved, once that resolution is disposed of, that the rules go back into effect. And, that is uh, my intention. Like, Okay. Okay. So that would be part of the motion as well then. Okay. So and is it two thirds? So is it two thirds? You take the total number of people voting for and the people against and then figure out what two thirds is. Yeah. Two thirds is 66% or 66. Well, I know it's, it's, but it's 66% of the total voting, not the total on Zoom. I uh, know the total voting. Yes. Right. Not, not just, not the total right. of people on Zoom that aren't voting. Okay. Right. right. Exactly. Just voting. Yeah. Yep. yep. Exactly. Okay. Okay, so let's see. So Chris Bell so has have moved. A well, we, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm just, I just want to restate okay, it real quick. So Chris Bell has moved uh, a two-part motion, actually a three-part motion. One part that we, we read and debate resolution 2023-16 first. The second part of his motion is that for that particular resolution, we have a 40-minute debate period. And the third part of that motion is that once that resolution is um, dealt with, that the rules, the standing rules would go back into effect as they are currently written. Um, I would just add one thing. I want to add one thing. It seems to me putting the uh, resolution 2023-16 first is not a rule suspension. And so if I got a a majority, uh, but not a, a Two thirds. I think uh, we could still put the twenty uh, that resolution first. Does that make sense? The resolution first. We can. Yes. The the um, the right. deba- I, the the debate period is the is the rule I get that. issue. I get that. But okay. if but if I don't get two thirds, but I get more than a, a majority, then it seems to me we could discuss the resolution first, even though I lost the other ones. What I would 
Yeah, I, I, parliamentarian, what I would really like to do is have him make two separate motions. Um, you can one to you can divide you know, the question. Yeah. Huh? Divide the question. We can do okay. to divide. Uh, so so okay. go ahead. So my first, my first motion is that we take up and debate resolution 2023-16 regarding the uh, ACREP OT resolution. Okay, so let's make sure everyone's clear. So Chris Bell has moved that we move resolution 2023-16 to be first tonight uh, for debate uh, regarding ACB REP OT resolution. Is there somebody minded John to make McCann a John McCann seconded it in the, in the chat. Okay, John McCann has seconded. Okay, okay, so we do need to take a vote on this. Um, is there any, uh, is there... Any uh, discussion? Okay. We have some hands. Okay. Let's see. So we're into, so we're following our, we're currently under our current debate rules. So this, uh, uh, I, I think the motion's pretty self-explanatory, uh, but I do need to allow for questions and clarifications. So I think the motion's pretty explanatory. We're just move, just changing the order of things. So, but I will allow I will allow questions and clarifications. Uh, so let's take the first hand, Tori. Dan. Okay. And start the start the timer. Uh, start the five minute clock. Yeah. Dan. Yes, uh, this is Dan Spoon. Um, Chris, uh, two points. One, I'd like first to make a friendly amendment to your motion. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a little worried that people have this schedule has been put out and and people were planning their evening based on the existing schedule and to surprise people and move the last resolution to the first resolution without any chance for people to communicate to people that want to participate in that discussion. Would you be okay with a friendly resolution that maybe I get your idea that you don't want it to go last? Would you be willing to go with a friendly uh, amendment that it goes second so people would have an opportunity to, to make sure and get the word out that this resolution is going to be discussed earlier in the evening? I, I don't have a problem with it going second, but I don't know how that gets the word out. Well, I think well, people well, are just going to have to do that. The, it's going to be the. Well, we could, somebody the, could write a, put a note on leadership and say, hey, we're going to do 2023 16. Uh, second, if th that would get that one way to get the word out. Yeah, so that, I don't mind. I don't mind making it second, but I think if we're going to get the word out, we have to get the word out. Yeah, I think we can ask our folks to, you know, communicate. Right, quick, yeah. you know, getting the word out on leadership and conversation probably won't be hard, but I think that gives people at least twenty minutes or so if they yeah. were yeah. planning on okay, speaking. That's fine. I, I'll okay. take that as a friendly amendment. Okay. Okay. Is okay. the seconder minded to take that as friendly? Let's unmute John McCann if he's got his hand up. Or you can put it in the Q, in the QA. And while you're doing that, Paul I, asked I to remind the chair. Paul asked to remind the chair that there's that Chris proposed no limit to the number of speakers within that time frame. Um, um, but that's, that's the, the other that's amendment. The, that's, that's the other amendment. The other, right. Excuse yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, are, we, are we waiting on John? Here. I'm fine. Seconding the friendly amendment. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Very good. And then my other point, I know it's a split, but since I'm here is Chris, just so you're aware in the existing standing rules, if you finish a 20 minute debate and want to do another 20 minute debate, it only takes a simple majority. So to, to get the time, yeah. to extend the time. So to get your 40 minutes, you're, you're now with this motion creating a higher threshold than you would just to continue the debate in the middle of the resolution, just as a Well, uh, thank you. That's that's very helpful. I think I'll still try to get the two-thirds, and if I don't, then I may come back uh, and and do it at the end of the first period if there still are people who want to talk. Okay, excellent. I want to have my okay. cake and eat it, too. Okay, go. we got it. <laughs> got um, options. Um, how, are we doing on, how are we doing on time, Denise? You got a minute and wait. Minute fifty-three seconds. Oh, we got time. Okay, let's take another other hand. Again, this is questions and clarifications. Seven seven three phone number. Yes. Is that Debbie? Ending in three nine. Ray, I just wonder if, in the interest of time, we can do like we did in the other meeting, rather than having everybody unmuted. No. No, this yeah. is too many. This is like over 200 people, Deb. So okay. we there, we could not do that. Um, Tori would yeah. kill me for making her <laughs> allow all those people <laughs> to talk. And we yeah. could get all kinds of problems. But good good suggestion. But uh, this is a little bigger meeting than that one. Right. right? I understand. It's just so much time taking while everybody fiddles with their buttons. And that was what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go back to fiddling. Okay. Um, one more. Any? Yes. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Okay. I was just wondering why, what's, I was coming in a little late. What's the rationale for moving 2316 up from um, the end? Okay. The rationale is that uh, having participated in a lot of email discussions and lengthy discussions in the resolutions committee, um, this is fairly technical and also can be fairly complicated unless you're really into it. And uh, by the end of the night, uh, I for one will be too tired. Uh, and I'm thinking a lot of people will be too tired. So I'd like to move it up while we're fresher. Yeah, um, it, that's the only it, could, it could be a little controversial too, we'll see. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think we're, where are we at, Denise? Three, two, two one. one. <laughs> All, right. All right. We didn't have time for another question there. Okay. We're going to now move to debate. And again, what you're debating is the motion to you're debating the motion to move resolution 2023-16 to the second on the list for this evening. Uh, assuming that we will get the and and we will get the word out if you if you pass it. So right now. I'm going to ask, is anybody who'd like to speak against that motion? Do I have, do I have uh, any hands up, Tori? Oh, I'm getting a bunch of them. Yeah, so Tori, go ahead and, and open up up to five of them so they can identify whether and, they would yeah. like to. And let, 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 us, let me know if you're speaking against. Again, we're debating the motion. <clears throat> okay. Okay. We will let you. Uh... Okay. First hand, Tori, could you, who is that? 
And could you allow them to talk, please? Tori, are you there? Tori, are you there? If uh -oh. I unmute, it helps. Um, Look, Steve it Bauer sure is the first. Is the first hand. Okay, Steve Bauer, are you speaking against, sir? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Uh, next hand. Sorry, give me a second. My jaws is being my Zoom is being stumpy. Uh, Regina Marie. Regina Marie, um, are you speaking against the motion? Yes, I am. Okay. <clears throat> the uh, next hand. Christine Hansinger. Christine, are you speaking against? No, I, I have a point of order. I don't understand why um, we are following the rules for resolution resolutions when this is a motion where it we is, should just be calling if for you the read your stand if you read your standing rules christine it says I any issue any issue being debated before the assembly has to follow the debate rules hmm well, it's a, a motion a motion yes, has to it's, it is it is it is an issue being debated well it wasn't being debated it was a motion it is a motion but we are now about to debate it christine that is why we have to have follow to. the rules i think, I think that miss amendinger should clarify that okay um go ahead uh, denise you're i i'm sorry I, I missed what the question is the question is that she says since we're not debating a resolution but we're actually debating a motion um, I believe, for, for the standing rules as the chair, that we need to follow the same debate rules because that's how it works listed in about any issue being debated. And uh, Christine is raising a point of order that says, saying we don't have to follow those debate rules. No, it's so a, we could just call a question. It's a motion. It's yeah, a motion. Yeah. So debate motions. So she made a motion, second, but we're now we're about to debate it, and it does it, it can be discussed. Um, it's, why, it's not. Why it's are not we a, debating it? Is what she's asking. She's asking, I think, why are we debating it? Because that is a privilege when someone makes a motion that it, yeah. it's debated if it's a debatable issue, and it is. Yeah. It is debatable. Yes. 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 Okay. 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 Very good. That's. Mm -hmm. Thanks. That thank helps. you. Thank you for that. Okay. So uh, we have three so far against. Is there any other hands? Yes, this is Penny. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm, I'm in against the motion. Okay. That's four. Um, do we have any other hands? I don't see any. Okay. Okay. So we have four against. So what we will do is Mr. we will. Um, he, yes. Mr. Yes. Is Christine speaking again? No, she was raising a point of order, which was resolved by the so we parliamentary. We only have four, but we only have the other. We don't have any other hands, Denise. Okay, well, but but you said that before you asked for the reason. <sighs> I did. Um, I I just asked Tori if we had hands, and we've got four. And I just asked her if we had any hands. She didn't see any, so. This is what I thought I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, so we have our four people speaking against the motion. 
Next, we will go to, are there any, is there, let's get all hands down. Let me know when they're down, Tori. They should all be down. Okay. Okay. Anyone, and Chris Bell will be included in this as the maker of the motion, should he choose to speak. So anybody wishing to speak for the motion, please raise your hand. Okay, start start taking them, Tori, um, from the top. Janine Lee is the first one. Okay, Janine, uh, are you yep, speaking for four. the motion? Yep, You're four. 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 Okay, I got you, got you. <laughs> Next one. The next hand, Tori, please. Kevin LaRose. Kevin LaRose. I am speaking for. Okay, good enough. And just so everybody knows, as we're getting everybody in line, the debate clock hasn't started. So um, you're not losing any debate time. Next one. Debbie. 773 phone number. That sounds like Debbie Watson. Um, she's speaking. Yes, and I am. You're for the motion. Excellent. Okay. And so we need one more. Uh, and who would that be? Do we have any? Do we have any? Catherine um, Dawson. Kathy Dawson. Are you speaking for? Yes. Okay. So we have we have our we have our maker plus. Four against and four four, so that evens things out. Um, I will say, if we have time left at the end of these presentations, we will call for other speakers. Uh, Matt Selm was correct in his point of order last night, uh, checking out the standing rules. All right, so here we go. So the first one on the list is going to be Chris Bell, if he if he wishes to speak uh, to his motion. Sure, I, I would I would just I would just say this. Um, Start the clock, Denise, please. Yeah, maybe you could view this as a request for a reasonable accommodation from somebody who's seventy two years old. Um, I if if we're debating this particular resolution at eleven thirty or eleven forty tonight, uh, I think it's I think I just think it's too complicated for this old guy anyway to to try to sort everything out and, and, and make arguments. So I, I just assume we do it when we're all fresh and alive, which I assume we are now. That's my, that's my <laughs> rationale. Thank you. Okay. All right. So our first person speaking against is Steve Bauer. Steve. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I'm speaking against this motion because I don't deny the importance of it. Uh, I'm 70 years old and I've got a whole spreadsheet going <laughs> for my convention activities going in. Uh, as has been said many times before, a lot of us planned our evenings and this could have been done a week ago. The schedule's been out for a long time and to do it on the night of what's happening, I think is absolutely absurd and I strongly object. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Our next person speaking for would be Janine Lee. 
Hey, hey. Um, so I am speaking for because when I was rereading this today, I was discussing it with a few other members. And this was the first time any of us had heard this acronym. I, I don't even know what this is. And it's very confusing. So um, I think if we do it earlier, maybe there'll be more sense made of it. And I do think this one will be the longest debated and questioned and all those things, because I think the other resolutions we have today are kind of straightforward. So I think we should just bang it out and get it out. And I do agree with Mr. Spoon that um, people needed time to be told. So I, I agree with it going second, and I strongly urge people to vote for this. Okay. All right. The next person speaking against is... Who? I, I didn't quite catch it. Regina Marie. Regina. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you, Denise. Regina, go ahead. Okay. So I just, speaking as someone that isn't tied to my email, 20 minutes is not enough time for me to be notified of a schedule change. And people do plan around this, as Steve said. And on the West Coast, many people are just getting off work <laughs> and may not be anywhere near a place to tune in or log on, even if they want to. There's travel time from work, and they may have reasoned that there would be enough time to be home if they wanted to debate this, and there will not be with 20 minutes. Trust me, almost everywhere that I know in California, you can't get anywhere for 20 minutes unless you have a driver picking you up. Thank you. You're okay. Chicago, same thing. Next person for... Kevin LaRose. Okay, Kevin. First of all, I really hope that we uh, don't go until 1130 or 1140. That would be uh, a little, uh, <laughs> uh, but I kind of echo what Janine said to some degree. I, I think that if we do have um, controversial or, you know, amendments, or not amendments, I'm sorry, resolutions, that those probably should get um, at least preferential treatment because um, we don't want to be here until the wee hours of the, of the morning. At least I don't. Um, so that's what I have to say about it. Okay. We have somebody with a raised hand. Uh, let's pause the clock for a moment. Is that a point of order? That's on Christy Delmonico, I think. Hey, Christy, you should be able to unmute. Christy, do you want to? Do you wish to raise a point of order? Christy, you need to unmute. Otherwise, I'm moving on. Okay, I'm moving on. Um, Okay, the next person against is, uh, he lowered it. Okay, good. Penny, Penny. Penny Moss. Okay, uh, I am speaking against the motion. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Okay, um, because, because um, people do plan around the uh, resolutions, like I said earlier, as to when they'll be here. And we all know when we have these evening calls, I mean, yes, they are long, but I think we have to plan ahead if we're 
if we can get a little rest or be prepared for those. And I'm nearly 70 myself and, you know, it, it's kind of late for me, but I think we need to keep the resolutions in the order that they're presented. Uh, okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, all right. Next person speaking for. I need to ask a question because I, yeah. I think I put somebody in, a wrong, in the wrong place. For Debbie and Kathy, which one of you was speaking against? Um, I think Debbie Watson, you were speaking against. Is that correct? No, I was speaking you were, for. You were for. Okay, that's right. So you're for, and then we have another one more against, and I forget who it was. Well, I have Kathy Watson, but I have her speaking for. Debbie, that's, that's Debbie Watson. Debbie Watson. And she Kathy Dawson. And I think, Kathy, you were speaking against. Is that correct? No. You were four. No. Okay, there is, is one that, more against. Don't I, don't remember. I, I, I don't think we have another against. Um, Chris, Christine Hunsinger was speaking. Oh, that's okay. And then okay. we went to Penny, but I don't think Christine was, was speaking she against. No, okay, didn't. I thought we had one more against. I, is, do we have a hand up? Because I thought I saw a hand go up. Um, I just was wondering. Two more fours. Okay, we have two more fours. Okay, okay. So um, the the secretary, unless I am corrected, the secretary tells me we have uh, no more against. So we will take one more four so that we keep things even. Um, and if we miss somebody, we do apologize again. We're doing the best we can here. Um, count that as an as an error. All right, next one. It would be Debbie Watson. Yes. Uh, Debbie, go ahead. You can speak for. Hi, Ray, and I'll make this brief. I uh, understand what the people are saying about, you know, that they should, should have been planned ahead of time. I understand that. But I also know that your minds get real fuzzy. I mean, when I read the resolution in day, I could, there were things that I hardly understood at myself. And, I would rather for myself, and I think there are many other people who want to be alert so that they can vote properly for right. this. So I'm voting for, okay? Okay. 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 Denise, how much time do we have in debate? Denise Erminger. You have 12 minutes and 37 seconds. Okay. We do have one other person that would wish to speak for. Is there anybody that would like to speak against? Craig? I hear Craig Hollins. Okay, take the first hand, Corey. Who is that? It's Kathy. Kathy Dawson? Dawson, yes. Okay, you're you're speaking for. I've got you down. We just want to see if we get we need we, to ask for more speakers. So we, we have Greg who raised his hand. Okay, Greg, are you speaking against, sir? Huh? Are you I speaking? Will speak, I will speak against Mr. Campbell. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. Okay, um, we've got one other. Do we have any other hands up? We do have one other, yes. Okay, and who is that? You don't need another person. 
No, you don't need another well, person. Well, I do need to stop. call for, okay. Okay, you want me to stop? Okay, okay, I'll take stop Take one there. each. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to take one each, and then we'll see where we're at for time and if we need to ask for any additionals, okay? So right now, our next four, our next against speaker would then be Greg Hollins. Greg? Yes, sir. Hey, hey, look, I, I understand the importance in the in the I'm a techie person, so I understand this can get difficult for some techie people. And I'm not a young person either. But we do have friends out on the West Coast. We have friends in Hawaii. And we got a lot of friends that I know personally out here that's still trying to get home from work that don't that has that's planning their things around this. And we wanna just move this up to just uh uh, uh, satisfy a few folks and let me not sound harsh in saying that. I'm sorry. Let me apologize for that. But I understand some people think it should be moved up because of the complexity of the, of the motion. But I don't think it's fair to those folks that like you've heard a lot of people uh, already uh, voice their opinions on that out on the West Coast where we're, we're around uh East Coast and Central Time here, and those folks, a lot of folks, ain't got home from work yet, and we and we think we're gonna get their attention and to get them to get somewhere and get to vote, and that's not gonna happen. Okay, thank you, Greg. Okay, uh, we've got one more person for, and then we're gonna check our time. So, Kathy Dawson, go ahead. Um, am I unmuted? Yes. Okay. I understand the complexity of this um, uh, uh, resolution. I'm sorry, I'm new at this. Um, but I think it needs to be at the second one. Ha however, next time we do resolutions, I think if it's going to be controversial, they should be put at the first of the meeting at the first of the agenda so they can be questioned first mm -hmm. okay that's gotcha okay gotcha i have down. a point of order from janelle okay um, janelle what is janelle's it, points it's it's basically that um she wants to make sure that we're not just always starting at the top of the list to call for names so that we get new names um, if if there are choices of people who haven't had opportunities uh, rather than the same people all the time. <laughs> um, yes, we will do our we will do our best yeah. to do that. Yeah. That so she's that's, reason that's, she's uh, the reason she was clarifying that was because you commented about starting at the top of the list and she just wants to make sure we're not starting at the top of the list each time. OK, gotcha. I got your I got I think I got your point. Janelle, we'll do our best. Um, we can't always control who puts their hands up. So, and, um, you know, I, I don't want to make it too complicated on our host. So I'm just trying to move things as easy as I can. Okay. How much time do we have, Denise? You've got eight minutes and 22 seconds. Eight minutes, 22 seconds. Um, I will say the, the lot of things have been said several times, but as I indicated earlier, I will ask for additional speakers. So is there anybody else who would like to speak against to perhaps offer a different point that's than the one that has already been stated? Who's Janelle who's, uh, has her hand raised. Okay. Um, um, um 
Hello. Um, Hello, Janelle. I, I think. I, I think maybe maybe I mistyped it or something that my point of order was not understood. But okay. anyway, um, I'm trying to get my phone to quit talking. But my my point is, if sometimes we go from the top of the list, and sometimes we go for people who are not haven't been speaking, that that's that's not consistent. And should we have a policy of doing it one way or the other? We're we're going to start at the top. Of, we're going to start at the top of the list. That's what we're going to do because that's the fairest way to do it. Um, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Since we sometimes didn't do that last night, I was just just clarifying that that was. And we'll we'll, and we'll, tr we'll try to get new people in, but you know we're we're really. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do here, guys. We're really taking a lot of time on in this, and we just let's. Uh, Move back to okay. So now I'm going Peter to. Peter call. Hyde is calling for the question. Um, that cannot be recognized because we're not at the end of 20 minutes yet. So I will not. So I can. I will rule that. I I don't rule that in order at this time. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So is there anyone else wishing to speak against the motion? And again, I would ask try to offer a point that has not already been stated. If you're wanting to do that, otherwise, I would ask you to yield. We have Veronica. Veronica. Speaking against with a different point of view. Okay. Okay. That's one. Veronica. Um, and can be mine. We've only got about eight minutes. So um, we have Kathy Blackburn. Kathy Blackburn. Yes, um, I would like to speak against also. Okay. Um, that's two against, um, and we've got about eight minutes or so to go here. So I'm going to take one more against, and then we'll take some fours, and then we'll see where we're at with time once we hear from all those folks. The only other hand I see raised is um, Catherine Dawson, who has already spoken. She has already spoken, so we will not. So we have two more speaking against. So are there two people who would like to speak for this motion? Okay. Do we have any hands on that question? Mr. Chair, the hands can come up pretty we fast, so I don't think you need to necessarily wait really long for the hands. Yes, I'd like to speak against it. I have, I have a, a fully different perspective. Okay. Okay, Casey, so we'll put you to, so we have three people against, and we're at about, eight, so I'm, now I'm going to ask for, are there three people who'd like to speak for? Are there anybody like to speak for? You have a Deb. Deb. Uh, Deb, Deb, go ahead. Are Deb you speaking moves. for? Come on, Deb. Let's either unmute or we're going on. All right, go move on, Tori. The audio now unmuted. There's one. There you are. I'm here. Is that Deb? Yes. Are you speaking for? Yes. 
Gotcha. Okay. Is there anybody else wanting to speak? Any other hands, Tori? Anybody else wants to speak for? Don't see any other hands. Okay. So we have one four, and we had three people against. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take, let's see, who was my last speaker? Was that Craig or was that Kathy? Somebody, Kathy. Okay. So my Kathy. last, so I'm going to take one against and then one four, and then we'll see where we're at with time. Okay. So I will call on Veronica. Thanks. I mean, first of all, we probably could have uh, debated a resolution in the time we're um, in time that we've spent doing this. Second, I keep hearing we don't want to be here at 1130. We don't want to be here at 1140. If we start with a longer resolution, we're still going to be here at 1130 or 1140. And I think it has almost the look of you know, favoritism towards one, oh, this one is more important, this one is more, you know, you never know the way this group works, who's going to be controversial and who isn't. And I think it really looks, it, it just looks unfair. I would be upset if my resolution were dissed because everybody's saying we're going to squeeze you in and give this one priority. And I just don't think it looks good. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, next person speaking for the Deb. motion. Okay, Deb, Deb. go ahead. Uh, hi. Um, hi. It, it's such a such a an important resolution to the older blind and those in need of competent service. And so, I think the earlier we talk about it, the better it is. Okay. Uh, Denise, how am I doing on time? Well, pausing for all the taking names, we still have six minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So I've got, I still have two people against, but I don't have anybody speaking for. I'm going to make one last call and ask if anybody wishes to speak for this motion. And again, please, if you're going to do it, try to offer something that has not been said. I've got, see, I think we have, uh, we, I'm hearing a lot of noise. We have Nora. Nora, did you want to speak for this motion? Yeah, I speak for this motion because I feel that- Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I just, I hold, hold your thought on what you're going to say. Um, I don't see any other hands. Ray, so. there are a lot of people who are asking if there is any way to stop debate uh, in less than 20 minutes if we've actually had a lot of speakers. There are a lot of people uh, no, wanting no. to the stop standing debate. Rules, the standing rules do not have a speaker, do not say anything about a speaker limit. I got in trouble for that last night. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to follow the standing rules. So. We have Nora. That was the only hand that I saw. So then Tori didn't tell me differently. So now I'm going to take one next person against who I believe is Casey. Is that correct? No, Kathy Blackburn. Kathy Blackburn. I'm sorry. Uh, Kathy, go ahead. Uh, you'll be relieved to know that Miss Veronica made my point exactly. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Nora? <laughs> Yeah, okay. I vote for on account of people are more wide awake. And I understand a lot of people they take more time coming home from work, but those who are home, 
uh, not feeling well or tired or something, we need to work on this earlier. So I vote for. Okay. 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 So we have one person still out there against. Um, I'm going to make. I'm going to make this last call. Is there anybody else who'd like to speak for? Okay. Hearing no hands, and um, we had one. We we've already heard um, more fours than against. So to keep things even, we can do one. We've heard one more four than against. So I'm going to declare that the debate is completed, and we will now proceed to the vote. Again, what you're voting on is the motion to make 2023-16 the second resolution that we discussed this evening. All those in favor of that motion, please raise your hand. And this takes a simple majority. Ray, we are settled. Okay. All hands down, please. Tori, would you lower all hands, please? Okay. Okay, all, all hands should be down. Okay, all hands are down. All those wishing to vote against the motion to move 2023-16 to the second resolution we discussed, please raise your hand. We are settled. All right. Uh, counts, please. Those voting for was 74. Those voting against, 125. And there are 250 participants in Zoom. Okay. The, mo the motion fails. So, or no, the, the motion, yeah, the motion uh, fails. So, 2023 16 will be discussed in the order it was originally presented on the schedule. Mr. Chair? Yes. Uh, Peter Heidi has a what I think would be a parliamentary uh, inquiry um, asking that he thought the, that calling for the question is always in order and he would like um, clarification from the parliamentarian. 
Okay. Um, would you, would you, uh, Denise, would you read that part of our standing rules? That would be 1B, I believe. Hold on just a second, because I, 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 I can get, I can, I can get them up too if uh, need be. Is that in the voting? It's under the first. It's under the first item. It's under item one. Um, one B. It talks about issues being debated on the floor. Voting. And Ray, I apologize because I I don't see. Oh, is that in the bylaws? No, it's in the standing rules, Denise. Are you talking about debate on the merits of the issue? Yes. Okay. If you if you're okay, Denise, I can read it. Yes. Please. Yes. Debate on the merits of the issue shall begin at the conclusion of the five minute period or points of clarification. Each debatable issue before the convention shall be limited to approximately twenty minutes, with a two minute limit per speaker, alternating between affirmative and opposing speakers unless a majority of the members agree to extend debate for an additional period of time. Speakers shall not be recognized for purposes of seeking points of clarification. Each member is respectfully urged to speak directly to the issue before the assembly and avoid unnecessary and time-consuming dialogue. No member will be recognized a second time to debate until all who wish to debate have been recognized. Motions to close debate will not be recognized by the chair during the first debate period. After the first debate period, proper, properly moved motions such as I call for the question or I move the previous question will be handled by the chair and voted on by the assembly. The chair shall close debate when no one seeks the floor or when there has been no more speaker on one side of the issue than the other and no speaker on the side of the issue with the lesser number of speakers seeks the floor. Okay, so um, I, I hope, I think that clears that up. So basically during the first 20 minute period, we do not recognize motions to close debate. That is our standing rules, that's what you adopted. Okay, so we will take, um, could we get Chris Bell? Chris Bell, could you raise your hand? I'd like to ask you a question. Um, and we get Chris unmuted. I'm going to ask him a, qu a quick question. You should, you should be able to unmute. Okay. Okay. Chris. okay. I'm unmuted. Okay. Um, Chris, in the interest of time, could I ask you? to let's see how the debate goes on 16 and if you are if, if we are so minded at the end of 20 minutes if there's still more discussion to that we take the we we you know vote we ask to we do a motion to extend debate uh, right can I, I agree completely I, I i think we should move on thank you okay thank you chris appreciate that all right we will now then move to resolution to the first resolution of the evening and i will introduce gabe griffith the resolutions chair to Tell us about it. Okay, there we go. There's my mute button. 
Hello, everybody. And uh, I think our first resolution for tonight is 2023-13, submitted to us by Guillermo Robles in the California, came through California. Resolution 2023-13, ride-sharing and communication oh, submitted by Guillermo Robles, Steve Bauer, and the California Council of the Blind. Whereas on-demand transportation services such as Lyft and Uber have had an extremely positive impact on the independence of people who are blind or have low vision across the country. And whereas the use of these services requires effective, direct, and clear communication between driver and passenger. And whereas a passenger who is blind or has low vision is negatively impacted by language barriers and absence of verbal communication. And whereas... The lack of effective, direct, and clear communication has resulted in the following. Unmet requests for a driver to communicate verbally to the passenger of their presence and to identify their location. Failure of a driver to follow passenger instructions. Passengers being dropped off in incorrect and often unsafe locations. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind in convention assembled that this organization initiate discussion with said service providers to seek changes in the service platform in order to allow passengers who are blind or have low vision to communicate their preferred language and to ensure that drivers who may take their ride requests are limited to those who speak the preferred language of the passenger who is blind or has low vision. End of Resolution 2023-13 durante la reunión de negocios del ACB, que se llevará a cabo el jueves 22 de junio a las 7 o'clock p.m., hora del centro, por Zoom y ACB Media One, se expondrán y someterán a votación las resoluciones que se enumeran a continuación. Resolución 2023-13 Transporte compartido y comunicación presentada por Guillermo Robles, Steve Bauer y el California Council of the Blind, Consejo de Ciegos de California por cuanto los servicios de transporte a pedido, como Lyft y Uber, han tenido un impacto sumamente positivo en la independencia de las personas ciegas o con baja visión en todo el país, y por cuanto el uso de estos servicios requiere una comunicación eficaz, directa y clara entre el chofer y el pasajero, y por cuanto para un pasajero ciego o con baja visión las barreras del idioma y la falta de comunicación verbal tienen un impacto negativo. Y por cuanto la falta de comunicación eficaz, directa y clara, se ha traducido en situaciones como las siguientes. El chofer se rehúsa a comunicar verbalmente al pasajero su presencia e identificar su ubicación. El chofer no sigue las instrucciones del pasajero. El chofer deja al pasajero es un lugar incorrecto y, a menudo, inseguro. El American Council of the Blind, reunido en convención, resuelve que esta organización entable un diálogo con dichos proveedores de servicios para solicitar cambios en la plataforma de servicios a fin de que los pasajeros ciegos o con baja visión puedan comunicar su idioma preferido y para garantizar que solo sean transportados por choferes que hablan el idioma preferido del pasajero ciego o con baja visión. Fin de la resolución 2023-13 All right. Okay. And uh, before I give the motion, my apologies to Steve. I had missed his name on there. Um, resolutions Committee recommends a due pass, and I will so move. Okay. The Resolutions Committee has recommended a due pass. 
Um, I would ask if Steve Bauer, Guillermo Robles, or someone else representing California would. Yeah, um, and I know. Get I do know Guillermo. Up. I do know Guillermo's on here. So Guillermo. Okay, I hear Guillermo. So let's let's get Guillermo un, allowed to talk in case because as we go into questions and clarifications, <laughs> he may be able to answer some of those for us. So we're now starting the five minute period for any questions or clarifications that anyone has. So. We have Guillermo. Uh, uh, what's the next hand, Tori? Karen Campbell. Karen Campbell. All right. Um, yeah, my question is, if this resolution were to pass, how would it be implemented? Because I don't see any way to implement something like this. Uh, Guillermo, would you like to address that question? Um, at this point, uh, I didn't give any clear um, instruction as as how to implement it because I think that this is something that we can work through uh, <clears throat> the various uh, committees that would have interest in this. So, right, um, I, I can see different ways of implementation mm -hmm. and if passed i would certainly be involved in in, in the dialogue uh and ensuring that we have adequate implementation yeah Sounds it's good. definitely yeah the the platforms don't currently allow for something like this so it would definitely require it would, it would be the service but, providers but, but, hey, uh, i could see something like uh the transportation or um um mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I could go, go to a few different channels. Yeah. Huh? yeah. And hey, yeah. You, map apps get modified all the time. So for sure, there's ways it can and be done. Oh, right. So it was, it was meant to be uh, broad okay. because this is a yeah. pretty broad, um, you know, conversation that needs to be had. Alrighty. All right. Okay. The next question. Sheila Spiron. Sheila Spiron. Okay, <laughs> Sheila. Hi. I guess my concern is, it's sort of a question, um, you do mention in one of the earlier whereas causes that we have a right to effective communication, but the resolution itself comes to the point that we would just be, uh, people could be requesting their preferred language. And I think that that seems a little exclusive and is a little bit missing the point of the ADA that communication needs to be effective, not just your preferred language. And I know we as people who are blind and low vision have some additional issues in communicating with drivers, but many other populations also have difficulty because their, mm -hmm. their preferred or one known language isn't spoken by both the driver and themselves. So this makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable that this is what we're uh, requesting. Sheila, you're getting close to debating the resolution, my friends. So just, okay. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. I'm done. Okay. Um, as another hand. Casey. Casey. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, I was going to almost say the same thing, but um, I wondered um, when they made this resolution, did they work with the multicultural committee to make sure the wording wasn't quite so sound quite so divisive or 
what is their next steps in doing? You know, what is their process going to be in the past? I'll just say that Guillermo has done a lot of work with MCAC on other things. So I'm, you know, do you want to address, does somebody want to address that? I, I feel personally that this, <laughs> the not lower, original <laughs> resolution was a lot stronger than it is, or than, than this is. Um, and I don't mean this to, to offend or to uh, minimize, um, um, you know, to offend anybody culturally. That that's not my intent. Um, I come at this uh, from a safety uh, standpoint uh, first and foremost, and um, secondly, um, I um, from a more user-friendly perspective um mm -hmm. living yeah. well i can address a lot of that in okay in the debate period. We'll, we'll give you a and chance K to K um, i'll give you or, or mr chair yeah if i if i may i can say that in committee we really did try you know this resolution did change quite a bit from uh what it was when it was first submitted in California. And then again, once it came to ACB and we really did try to keep it aimed at the communication than any kind of cultural, uh, yeah, cultural things. Yeah. Okay. Denise, how are we doing on our time? Eight, seven, six. I think we're about to <laughs> time. <laughs> okay. Time. All right. Okay. So we will now move to debate on this issue, and um, um, we will keep. Let's keep Gabe. Let's keep Gabe uh, Guillermo, Guillermo, I should say, uh, un, allowed to talk, can, so he can we speak. We can go ahead and give take away Gabe's permission to talk. <laughs> All right, we're going to first. You. The first one. The first thing I'm going to ask is, um, and the clock isn't starting yet. All anyone wishing to speak against this resolution, please raise your hand. And Tori, start start at the top and see who we have. And we'll go up to five. We have Jean Mann. Okay, Jean, are you speaking against? Jean, uh, you need to unmute and tell us if you're speaking against or what you're um, moving on. Uh, next one. Sharon. Sharon. Sharon Strapowski, yes, I'd like to speak against. Okay, you'll be our first against. Uh, next one. Nyral. Nyral. Nyral, are you going to speak against this? Yes, I am. Okay. Hold your, hold your thought. Next one. That's two. Doreen. Doreen, okay. Are you speaking against Doreen? Yes, please. Okay. That's three. Any more? Yep. Sandy. Sandy. Are you going to speak against? Uh, 
You need to unmute and just let us know that. Yes, I'm speaking against. Okay, very good. And that's four. And one more. We'll take this for our fifth one. But don't worry, we may have a chance for more. Uh, Viola Benson. Viola, okay. Um, I wanted to speak four, but I guess I made a mistake. Hold, 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 your, hold your thought. We will, we'll, we'll, put you, we'll put you down as the first one four, then. Um, is there anybody else that has a hand that wants to speak against? Jeanette any, Kutash. Jeanette, are you speaking against? This is Chris. I got unmuted. I don't, but I'm not oh. Jeanette. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, Chris. We, did, we didn't want to. We, we like you, but we didn't want to do that. Anyway, I want to speak against. So, if, if okay, okay, there you go. Okay, well then we'll then we'll count you there, Jeanette. Don't worry. We'll see if we need to get more speakers. So we have five against. So now what we're going to do is lower all hands and see if there's anybody that would like. If there's anybody, get them down. Anybody that would like to speak for the resolution. And we are, and we already have Viola as speaking for. So there are actually two makers for this resolution. Just FYI, I, I well, we've only taken one usually, so well, um, this one specifically has two. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Well, if the other maker wishes to add a point, he can certainly raise it. Do we have any? Do we have any? Now, keep in mind, we have Viola already on the list to speak against. So, are uh, do we? Four. Four, four, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have Donna Pomerantz. Donna, are you speaking for? I wish to speak in favor of this. In favor. Okay. That's, so that is Viola and Donna, in addition to Guillermo, of course. Next, next do we have any more? We have Debbie Hazelton. Debbie Hazelton. Hello. Yes, I speak in favor. Okay. Of this. Thank you. That is okay. That's th three, three, four, and so we can take two more. We have Megan. Megan. Hi, this is Megan. Um, I would like to speak for. Okay, that's four. And so we'll take one more four. Are you one counting more. Guillermo in so, that? Because he did say. I, no, I've got it under control. Okay. <laughs> I've, got, no, I've got Guillermo plus four. Or plus, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just checking. Yeah. So I can put four already. What did you say, Denise? You have him plus four already. Yeah, yeah that's well, we'll see. But I, but see, I'm 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 because that will get us. See, we got five against. So yeah, if I so take one more, you can have six, four, right? Yeah. So I, I so I so I take one more. Linda, go ahead. Linda, do you wish to speak for the motion or the resolution? I'm sorry. Um. Linda, you need to, um, folks, if you can, unmute as quickly as you can and let us know what I, you want to do. I think I'm unmuted. Can you hear yes, me? Yes, you are. Are okay. you speaking, are, um, are you speaking for, for, my friend? Okay. Okay. So we have our 
five, four, and five against. And that does not count the, we're going to give the maker a chance to speak first on this. So, uh, Denise, if you'll go ahead and start the clock, I will call on Guillermo Robles as the maker of the resolution to speak. All right. Good evening, everybody. And thank you for this opportunity to speak uh, before you. Living in a very big metropolitan city as Los Angeles is, we have a huge melting pot of different cultures and ethnicities um, here. And as, uh, as often as I take Lyft, it has been uh, extremely challenging, uh, to say the least, um, because given the fact that there's different ethnicities, it becomes hard when you make certain requests uh, made um, in certain situations like the one I currently live where you have to give specific directions as to how to get into this condo building. It becomes pretty um, frustrating. Um, so I have visited several apps where you're given your language preference and you have different customization as to how you wish to um, have that experience translated. So, you know, I would just say that this resolution would sort of aim to cut down on a lot of the frustration. You may have to wait in some instances to be matched up with the driver um, that would speak your language. But if it gets you to a place where you need to be safely, I think that's what is important. Um, so I would really encourage you to really think about the safety ramifications of this um, rather than the cultural aspect of it. Uh, and mm -hmm. I do appreciate your vote. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Guillermo. Um, the first speaker against is... Um, Karen Spakowski. Karen, okay. Hi, okay. Um, I think you could wait a long time to get an English-speaking driver, uh, from my experience. And I get it. I have felt, if not unsafe sometimes, maybe in a point of confusion. But between Google Translate and generally the goodwill of the driver to help get you where you want to be, and the fact that the platform isn't set up for this sort of thing, I, I would be not in favor. Also, how do you distinguish how much English you have to have? You know, if a driver can speak a little bit of English, is that enough? Do they, you know, what does that mean? And would they have to put something on their profile um, that would say, no, um, I can't take somebody who needs total English. I, I just don't know. I just don't think it's workable. And um, it seems like we could manage most of the time to get around it. Um, if you had Ira or Be My Eyes and you were really having a problem, engage them with the person. Anyway, I, I just see it as, as something that's not going to happen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Viola, you can, you're next. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't usually speak for or against anything, but I have been in that situation to the point where 
I couldn't understand the driver at all. I was by myself um, and I got dropped off in the wrong place, in the wrong, um, he couldn't understand me and I couldn't understand him. I just, I don't know how they could do it. They might have to change their app a little bit or change, I don't know what the what the ramifications of that be, but there has to be a way to do that. Uh, I just, it's not safe as a blind person. I wouldn't do it. I, I started taking them less, especially in Seattle. Thank you. Okay. Uh, next person speaking against. Nyrell. Nyrell. Yeah. Okay. Now, so, okay. First of all, the concept is, uh, is okay. However, it can be very offensive to people. Secondly, yes, you'll be waiting for rides for a while. Now, there are a couple of things that could happen down the road is the wording, because the wording can be offensive. First of all, like if you work in like metropolitan areas, people that rather than specify the, your, your language, be able to specify your disability. Say, hey, I'm visually impaired. So then right there, they're, they're aware that, okay, and that itself could theoretically, you know, um, pair you up with someone that's more willing to work with you. But again, at the same time, you know, putting a, you know, bring, bring a language that somebody can be very offensive and, and, you know, you, you could be waiting for rides forever in suburbs and that could cause problems not even have finding a ride in, in like, in, in, in rural and suburban areas. Okay. Sorry. Okay. 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 Thank you. All right. Uh, the next person speaking for Donna Pomerantz. Donna. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. Um, I wish to speak in favor of this resolution as someone who is Latina, someone who is a Spanish speaker, someone who lives in a very metropolitan area with many, many, many different cultures that surround me that I embrace. Um, it, the original resolution, my concern um, when it was originally brought forward in California was not only do we have language issues, but we also have issues of if we don't know if people don't hear us very well. And, you know, the concern, people will say, oh, yes, yes, yes. And so we take them on good faith. They're saying, oh, yes, 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 but they didn't hear us. And we'd have no way of knowing that they didn't hear us. They're just wishing to be, to be polite. So the language in this resolution now I believe would be able to be all inclusive accommodations of language, accommodations of hearing, because it talks about effective communication, which is inclusive of language and hearing, et cetera. Um, I really, it is absolutely a safety issue. And I do not believe that we as people who are blind and visually impaired need to 
take the concern of possibly unintentionally offending someone over our safety. Safety first, please, for each and every one of us. No one means to offend. It is always possible. Fine. Thank you. Your time. Okay. Next person speaking against? Doreen Cornwell. Doreen. Thank you very much. Um, I agree that the this resolution raises really critical safety and intercultural issues. Of to Donna's point about people saying yes, yes, yes. I have officially studied two other languages besides English, and sometimes I do that. I'll be in the conversation and I'll be saying the equivalent of yes, 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 and it doesn't mean yes to what's going on. It just means I, I'm pretending like I understand. Um, so I have a couple different concerns. One is um, the one people have already raised about a long time wait. I think there we're introducing a possibility of discrimination based on nationality that we don't want to introduce. Um, I kind of like I'm kind of going back and forth because I think yeah, if you're a customer and you'd like to have somebody who speaks your own language for 57 reasons. Maybe the app should give you that option. My other concern is implementation, where um, what winds up happening is that there do wind up being additional local rules and conditions in different places where these um, services operate. And the safety concerns, I, I have to tell you, I hear some of the same safety concerns about being dropped off in the wrong place from people who ride paratransit. So um, I don't think I, I don't think the thing to do here is to propose a substitute resolution, but um, I don't know if we can get to amending tonight, and I don't actually kind of want to try, but a resolution that states some standards of safety, some standards of communication, and then is a tool that people at all levels, people talking at senior management level, people talking locally, people talking, you know, when your healthcare provider contracts with Uber and Lyft, here are some standards we need them to meet. Um, I would love a resolution or a process that gets us to that. Um, and so I kind of, thank you. Okay. All right. Next speaking for Debbie Hazelton. Debbie Hazelton. Hi, Ray. Hi. Thank hey. you. Um, so, yeah, I think this is very serious. Again, I hear what everybody's saying about implementation, but from a safety standpoint, I mean, I I have been in situations where I have been put with somebody who doesn't speak English when I've asked for assistance in a store. I've been dropped off at the wrong location by drivers who don't speak English or by drivers who are who are deaf. I mean, that's really interesting. But I think from a safety standpoint, we really need to take this seriously. And maybe it's something that happens with training and standards that you know drivers who who speak need to be able to speak english or they need to be able to speak their language um yeah speak english well enough so that even if they have an accent they can be understood i've also seen medical professionals just say yes 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 and i've seen people with disabilities got get that yes 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 from other people when people don't understand them so this is a larger issue around communication but it's 
extremely important when it comes to safety and transit. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Uh, next person speaking against would be Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. Sandy, go ahead. Okay, thank you. My mute and unmute keeps going <laughs> away. Um, I'm speaking against this resolution uh, as a fairly frequent rider of Lyft. I probably use Lyft three to four times a week. Um, I don't, maybe this is just how it's handled here, but if the driver is deaf, I get a note indicating that the driver is deaf. So at least I know what I'm dealing with. Um, but my main concern is that the driver, um, the driver doesn't know unless I put a note in that I am blind or that- Alexa, what, how much left on my timer? Keep going, Sandy. Linda, you need to mute. Um, or that, you know, I might need help of some kind. If I do want to tell the driver that, I have to write a note. And unfortunately, the way the current Lyft platform is set up, the only way I can write a note is to, to do it um, via the keyboard. It doesn't work to dictate the message. And so right offhand, that's, that's a problem because I don't know about the rest of you, but I am very slow when I have to do it via the keyboard. And so I think I, I understand the points being made, um, but I think that this resolution needs to be modified in some ways, to, particularly to ask Lyft uh, perhaps to, to uh, make a language preference uh, as a part of their form and also uh, to make sure that a message can be dictated if we want to write a message. Time. Okay, you write time. Okay, next person speaking for, I think, is Linda. No, it's Megan. Megan, I'm sorry. Okay. This is, this is, why, I, this is why I have you, Denise. Keep, keep, me, keep me straight. Go ahead, Megan. Hi, thanks uh, for letting me speak. Um, I'm speaking as the mother of a toddler about how crucial this, this really is um as as a woman yes it's it's nerve-wracking when you can't speak with the driver or you don't think they understand you i've been dropped off without my toddler um across the street and down the block from where i was told i was and when you're by yourself, you can figure that out. I've heard people say, you know, you can use their you can use my eyes, you can use their other tools. You can do that when you're by yourself. You can't do that if you're walking with your toddler and a guide dog and you don't have the other hands. So it's really crucial that you're able to communicate with your driver. Simple things. We're not talking like whole, you know, long conversations, but simple things like, is this the door? I've had drivers when I've asked where the door to the building not be able to understand what I'm asking um and so I just think that we're not we're not even specifying for people who are worried about 
it being offensive. We're not saying they have to speak English. So I think this is actually even good for people who are not comfortable with English themselves. They can request a language of another driver um, if they're comfortable speaking Spanish and not English themselves, they can request that. And I just think it's a very crucial safety thing that it's, I would much rather wait for 20 minutes to know that I'm going to get someplace safely with my toddler than be dropped off who knows where and not be able to safely get where I need to go with my son. Okay. Thank you. Next, last person speaking against at, for this Jeanette. point. Of, didn't, yeah. Jeanette. Jeanette, yep. Jeanette, go ahead. Um, Jeanette? It was Chris that ended up being. It was Chris Bell. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Chris, I'm sorry. That's go ahead. All right. So I'm speaking against, um, I, I think. There are a number of problems with this resolution. One of them is um, that uh, it isn't particularly unique to blind people. Now, I hear the safety issue, and my response to the safety issue is, as far as I know, you can only do ride shares if you have a smartphone. So if we have a smartphone, uh, we have a number of options uh, available to us uh, to see where we are from you know, Google Maps or uh, What's that other one? I can't remember now. Um, uh, it'd be my eyes. There's hope that there's some things that we can use uh, to identify where we are and to get visual help to see where we are. Other than that, safety issue, I don't really think this is a blindness issue. So that's one thing. Secondly, I think it will actually reduce the number of drivers that are available <clears throat> generally on on these types of companies number one it it makes the whole process more complicated because then the driver has to if if, if the driver knows that you only want somebody that speaks english and they're not sure well geez do i you know how well do i speak english um and, and then they have the issue of, well if i say i speak english but they decide i don't speak english am i going to get into a fight and I don't, I don't necessarily mean a physical fight, but I don't want, any, you know, it's, it's hard enough to drive people around without inviting a, a disagreement about whether one's language preference is being met um, because, uh, you know, I don't think they speak English well enough and they think they do. So I just think this is a can of worms that uh, shouldn't, be, uh, shouldn't be opened. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> okay, and Linda. Speaking for Linda, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I've had instances where uh, I didn't get let off at the correct place, and I uh, I'm also hearing impaired, so I don't do very well with uh, people that have accents. Um, even something at the convention here, you know, was I, I couldn't understand uh, because of the hearing impairment what they were saying. So anyway, um, I understand. Oh, and I also live in the suburbs, um, you know, and there are people that are drivers that uh, don't speak or understand the language. Uh, you know, it's a matter of 
they have to if if I say I need to get off at a certain entrance at the senior center, I'd like to know that I'm going to be let off at that entrance before they take off. And so that's where I'm coming from. Okay. Okay, we are about to run out of time. I'll let Denise run it down here. So if we want to have any additional debate on this issue, we would need to have a motion to extend the debate time. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but we've heard quite a, a few good points, a few points, I should say. So is there anyone minded to make a motion to extend the debate? Do we have any hands, Tori? No. We, uh, oh, yes, we do. We do have one We have hand. one. This, this is democracy, folks. It takes time. It's messy, but it's, uh, it's the best government we have. Janae, uh, I think you can unmute. Janae uh, going once. Janae going twice. Uh, moving on. Do we have, there you go. Got you. Just got in there. Uh, do you want... Keep, you know, when, when you send that, it, it takes a minute for Zoom to catch up. You keep pressing Alt-A, and I kept pressing Alt-A. Right. Would you, do, are you minded to make a motion to extend debate? Yes. Okay. Just, no. Yeah. Okay. Is there someone minded to second that motion? Is there any other hand story? People are raising and then lowering them. So Okay. Okay. Only raise your hand at this moment if you want to second the motion to extend debate. Okay, do we have do we have a uh, can you take the first one? We have David Tanner. David Tanner. Uh, David, are you? would you like to second the motion to extend debate? Okay. Yes, I would. Okay, you'd like to extend debate. Okay, we have motion second. Now, <clears throat> Denise, parliamentarian, this clarification, the motion to extend debate is not debatable. Is I correct about that? To extend debate? To extend debate, yeah. They want to extend the debate time. I believe I don't believe that's debatable. No, it's not debatable. Okay. The motion itself is not debatable. So we're going to proceed to the vote. So uh, all hands down, please. And and this would be for an additional 20, 20 minutes is um, or, or additional up to twenty minutes. I'm sorry. Let me make sure we're we're clear. All hands down. No, we still have a couple hands up. People, please okay. let let, let us lower your hands. All hands let are it. down, right? Okay. All uh, those, Ray, there's a question, which is how long are you extending the I debate? I just said up okay. to an additional twenty minutes. Okay. Which is what the okay. stand, which is what the okay. standing rules okay. say. 
I do apologize. I didn't say that, but that's okay. Okay. All those wishing to vote in favor of extending the debate on this resolution for an up to an additional 20 minutes, please raise your hand. Deb, do you have any announcements while we're doing this? Well, it's not going to take them too long, probably, to call you. You should call me for announcements right at the front because my announcements are really good. But while you're at it, guys, you need to be uh, paying attention to the fact that there are these great bundles available for the mini mall. And so if you want to get a really good deal on a nice bag and some good stuff in it, depending on which bundle there is, there are two different bundles available um, for purchase. There are other things as well, but two kind of packages that make a good combination together. And so you can check out that at the mini mall. And it's a great way to look like you support ACB and, and actually be doing it. Okay. Thank you. We are settled, Ray. Okay. All hands lowered, please. Lower all hands is what I should say. I'm sorry. All hands are lower. Oh, just okay. a minute. Just a minute. Okay. Again, folks, let, let, let us okay. lower your hand. We are the official word up here, so. All hands are lowered. Thank you. All those wishing to vote against the motion to extend debate for up to an additional 20 minutes on resolution 2023-13, please raise your hand. If you were against extending debate, please raise your hand. Deb, anything else? Well, uh, I'm getting a little bit of feedback that they wish I wouldn't do this, but the reason that we are is just so that we have kind of continuity and people, if they come, they know what's happening. And I'm only doing it during uh, the, the longer hand-raising times to let you know about some of the opportunities that we have at ACB. So um, this is good. And I saw today that there was a note that the Braille Forum raffle tickets are almost gone. So if you haven't purchased your Braille Forum raffle ticket, you need to get that taken care of because I don't think we're going to have any by the time we get to Schomburg. And you can purchase that in collaboration with others. And they have some fabulous um, uh, cash prizes that they're going to be drawing for for the Braille Forum raffle. So it's it's a very worthwhile thing, but it's also uh, could be very worthwhile for you or you and your affiliate. I wonder how many Alan has sold. <laughs> yeah, he sells usually quite a few. All right, we are settled, Ray. Okay. Uh, I will go to Nancy with the count. Okay, the count is for the for this motion, eleven. Against the motion is one hundred ninety nine, and there were two hundred sixty one people in Zoom during the vote. 
Okay, the motion to extend debate has failed, so we will now proceed to the vote. So, all hands, lower all hands, please. Oh, Tori, I will. I can get the panelists here because I think that has to be done each one individually. Those have to be done manually. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I'll take care of the panelists tonight. Okay. All right. Okay, just wait one second here. All hands are down, Ray. All right. All those wishing to vote in favor of resolution 2023-13, please raise your hand. Ray, we are settled. Okay. Uh, lower all hands, please. Okay. No, no, we're not okay. It, it, there's hands that keep on coming up. So if everybody can take your hands away from any screens you have or computers. Yes. There Please. you go. Thank you. No. Okay. All right. no, we just, no, just a minute. Yeah. Okay. Some people, all, all hands are lowered. Yeah. And folks, that may be a Zoom thing too. Sometimes it happens. So anyway, oh. all those wishing to vote against Resolution 2023-13, please raise your hand. We are settled. Okay. 
I will take the vote counts, please. Those for the resolution was 121. Those against was 86. And there were 261 um, participants in the Zoom room during the vote. Okay. So the resolution passes 121 to 86. Is there anyone who voted in the minority, the lower number, that would like a record vote? Please raise your hand. Okay, we have settled. Okay, and what's our counts? 31. Okay, it takes 25 to get a record vote. We have 31, therefore we will go to a record vote on this resolution, 2023-13, on Wednesday, July 5th. Okay, next resolution please, Mr. Chair. All right. Uh, the next one comes to us from Guide Dog Users Inc. And it is resolution 2023-14. 2023-14 Rideshare Denials of Service to Guide Dog Users, submitted by Guide Dog Users Inc. Whereas, ever since the rideshare companies began making rides available to the general public, Guide Dog Users have experienced denials of service from drivers who refuse to provide service to individuals who are accompanied by Guide Dogs. And, whereas... Despite many complaints having been filed with the rideshare companies, as well as with the U.S. Department of Justice over many years, and despite legal actions having been taken by blind and low-vision individuals who have been denied service, as well as by organizations representing people with disabilities, and despite settlements having been reached, rideshare drivers persist in discriminating against guide dog users by denying them service. And, whereas, Guide Dog Users, Inc., GDUI, and the American Council of the Blind, ACB, recently conducted an online survey asking members to report any denial-of-service complaints filed with the rideshare companies and with the U.S. Department of Justice between November 11th and December 31st, 2022, which found that 80 individual complaints had been filed over a period of just six weeks, and, whereas, on January 31st, 2023, GDUI and ACB shared these survey results which confirm continued and ongoing discrimination by rideshare drivers against survey respondents. GDUI and ACB asked the Civil Rights Division in the Department of Justice to conduct a pattern of practice investigation, and receipt of the request was acknowledged by the department. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind in convention assembled that, 
The American Council of the Blind and its affiliate, Guide Dog Users, Inc., request that the U.S. Department of Justice judiciously determine whether the ongoing lack of effective action by rideshare companies to prevent drivers from denying service to guide dog users equals a discriminatory pattern of practice, as defined under the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990, ADA, and, be it further resolved, that... GDUI and ACB strongly urge the U.S. Department of Justice to take immediate action to address this ongoing pattern of illegal discrimination. End of Resolution 2023-14 Denegaciones de Servicio de Viajes Compartidos a Usuarios de Perros Guía Presentado por Guide Dog Users, Inc. Por cuanto... Desde que las compañías de viajes compartidos comenzaron a ofrecer viajes al público en general, los usuarios de perros guía han experimentado denegaciones de servicio por parte de choferes que se negaron a brindar servicio a personas acompañadas por perros guía. Y por cuanto, a pesar de que durante muchos años se han presentado numerosas quejas ante las compañías de viajes compartidos, así como ante el Departamento de Justicia de los EE, UU, y a pesar de las acciones legales iniciadas por individuos ciegos y con baja visión a los que se les denegó el servicio, así como por organizaciones que representan a personas con discapacidades, y, a pesar de que se han llegado a acuerdos, los choferes de viajes compartidos continúan discriminando a los usuarios de perros guía al denegarles el servicio. Y por cuanto, en una encuesta en línea realizada recientemente por Guide Dog Users, Inc., GDUI y el American Council of the Blind, ACB, en la que se solicitó a los miembros que informen sobre cualquier queja de denegación de servicio presentada ante las compañías de viajes compartidos y ante el Departamento de Justicia de EE. U. Entre el 11 de noviembre y el 31 de diciembre de 2022, se determinó que se habían presentado 80 denuncias individuales en un periodo de solo seis semanas, y por cuanto, el 31 de enero de 2023, GDUI y el ACB compartieron los resultados de dicha encuesta que confirman la discriminación continua y permanente por parte de los choferes de viajes compartidos contra los encuestados. GDUI y el ACB solicitaron a la División de Derechos Civiles del Departamento de Justicia que realizara una investigación de patrón de práctica, y el departamento acusó recibo de dicha solicitud. El American Council of the Blind, reunido en convención, resuelve que el American Council of the Blind y su afiliado, Guide Dog Users, Inc., soliciten que el Departamento de Justicia de los EE, U, determine juiciosamente si la actual falta de medidas efectivas por parte de compañías de viajes compartidos para evitar que los choferes denieguen el servicio a los usuarios de perros guía equivale a un patrón de práctica discriminatorio según lo define la Ley de Estadounidenses con Discapacidades, Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, de 1990, y resuelve asimismo que GDUI y el ACB exhorten enfáticamente al Departamento de Justicia de los EE, UU, a tomar medidas inmediatas para resolver este patrón continuo de discriminación ilegal. Fin de la resolución 2023-14. Ok. And the resolutions committee recommends that do pass, and I also move. Okay. 
Okay, first of all, I'm going to ask, is there a representative of uh, GDUI that would be available to speak to this resolution and or answer some eight questions that uh, may come forward? Uh, Sarah Calhoun or somebody from GDUI? And uh, that, okay. Well, let's uh, start taking hands then. And we are now, we start where this, this starts our five minutes for questions and clarification. And um, so let's take the first one, Tori. Debbie Persons. Debbie Persons. Okay. Debbie, what is your question? And I just heard Sarah Calhoun raise her hand. Okay, so Sarah Calhoun raised her hand, so we're going to want to definitely make sure we find her and let her talk. Debbie Persons, we're still waiting to hear from you. I did not touch my phone. I did not raise it. Okay, well, we'll put Honestly, it down. It's a no problem. No problem. No problem. Next one, and let's find Sarah Calhoun and get her Sarah allowed. Sarah should be allowed to talk. Okay. Ellen is here, too. Um, who? Melanie? Mel Melanie? Okay. Oh, Melanie. Gotcha. Okay, Thank great. You, Melanie. Thank, okay. Thanks, Melanie, too. Do you have any I, other I, hands? I was hearing your hand, but I did hear Sarah's, so thanks. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Do we have any other hands? People we have that Richard like Villa. Richard Villa, okay. Great. Um, I'm in support of this uh, resolution, but um, Rich, I Richard, that, that's I have a question. Okay, wait, okay, you're you're there. Okay, get okay. to it. Um, my question is, what kind of a uh, resolution would you have other than telling the, the the Department of Justice, hey, this happens? I mean, we if if you're going to get any results, you're going to have to have some kind of a penalty or or some kind of legislation passed to get these people to comply. That's that's my my wonder. Okay, Sarah or Melody or Melanie, would you like to speak to that? Well, I'm not sure that I that I understand the the question. Um, at this point, we we the, the the premise of the resolution is that um, we've tried everything else, and if the if the Justice Department is is the place within the government that has the clout to um, to do something if they if they find that there is a pattern of practices that are discriminatory and therefore we want them to make the investigation. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought. The real sense of the resolution was, if I'm correct, that. You got the request has been made. It's been acknowledged, and just the resolution is really saying, "Let's move on with the investigation." Okay. Correct. Next, next, Tori. We have Jennifer Bowling. Jennifer Bowling. Okay, Jennifer. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I apologize. My hand was up after the previous person asked the question, and I do believe it very similar to mine, so my question basically is, what is the purpose of this and how is it going to further things along? I am a guide dog user, I am for this, but I need to know what 
more action can be taken. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, did, and I think we answered that in the previous statement. So thank you. And, and, and I apologize. Thank you. No, not, not a problem. Not a problem. Anybody Penny else? Reader. Penny, Penny Reader. Hi, um, I, I uh, had my hand up before Melanie. Uh, I would just add that uh, in answer to Richard's question, uh, the Department of Justice has received numerous, numerous complaints and every one of them receives a kind of a canned reply, which says, we really haven't heard enough complaints to justify our investigating the situation. So that's why we came to this. Okay. Okay. Denise, how are we doing on time? You've got a minute and 50 seconds. Okay. We can still take a few more then. Do we have, if we have any? We have a 206 phone number. Okay. What's it ending in, please? 364. 206, ending in 364. Uh, what is your question? If you can get unmuted, it's be star six. Gotcha. 206, ending 364. I'm gonna call one more time for 206, 364. Uh, move on. Who's next? Penny Moss. Penny Moss. Okay. What is your question, Penny? Okay. Penny, you need to unmute. Yeah. Again, folks, let's try to be as quick at this as we can. I know. Sometimes yes. the button. Um, there you go. My question is, and I'm just, I'm not a dog user, and I'm just asking for information, clarification. Sure. Are the drivers, are they not, they're independent drivers, are they not, are, are they considered independent entities? So um, my question says they are independent. Can we actually enforce, um, and to take dogs if they're an independent driver. That's all I'm asking. Okay. Um, this is Chris. Can I answer that? Sure. Yes, please. So, um, yes, I think in most cases they'll be classified as independent contractors. So here's the deal. Um, the, under the ADA, since we're talking about uh, we're talking about a public accommodation. So the pattern of practice is against the transportation network companies, so the Lyft or Uber. It says, no matter what your policies say against uh, service animal discrimination, you, you, the, the pattern of practice it creates a presumption that you actually have a policy favoring discrimination. So that's what uh, the pattern of practice is, uh, theory of liability. Now, with regard to the individual drivers, um, <clears throat> there is a provision in Title V of the ADA that prohibits uh, harassment, obstruction, uh, interference with, or retaliation uh, against somebody uh, seeking to uh, exercise their rights. So in theory, the Department of Justice could go after individual drivers. I'm dubious as to whether or not they would. But uh, I think in theory, they could under that provision in Title V. Okay. And we have hit time in our question and clarification. So we will now move 
two debates on this resolution. Against 2023-14, just to remind everyone, um, we will have an initial debate period of up to, up to 20 minutes uh, with two, two minutes per speaker allowed. So before we start that clock, is there anyone wishing to speak against this resolution? Please raise your hand. Okay. Tori, start from the top and work your way down. Hey, Ray. Yeah. I don't know if I'm out of order here, but I do have Clark who has his hand raised, and I'm not sure what that's pertaining to. Um, well, I definitely would. Um, I definitely. Clark, what, did you want to add some context around this as our advocacy and governmental affairs director? This is Clark. My Zoom is showing my hand is lowered. Uh, I do not have anything to add. Okay. All right. Thank you. Zoom's being a little bit quirky tonight. No problem. Okay. So who's our first hand? Uh, Fran. Fran Sign. Hi. Yes. I, I understand the frustration. Um, oh, are you speaking against or for? I'm speaking against. Okay, that's all we're asking for right okay, now. Thank we're you. Line, lining everybody up. Okay, do we have anybody else? We have Debbie Hazelton. Okay, Debbie Hazelton, are you speaking against? Yes, okay. I'm speaking against. Okay, that's two. Do we have anyone else? Do not see any of our hands. Okay. It's okay. We'll lower all hands then. And we do have Sarah or Melanie. I will let one of you guys decide which one of you or, you know, both of you maybe like to speak on this. Although I've usually had one person speak, but we'll go. I'll defer so, to Sarah since she's the president if she wants oh, to. This is okay. Melanie. Okay. Oh. So we'll can definitely. You hear, can you hear yeah. me? This is Sarah. Yes, I got gotcha. you. Actually, Melanie. If, if you would like to do this, since you're chair, um, I, I would be very grateful. Um, okay. Because <laughs> well, I've, I've had some sure. health issues going on, so yeah, I've missed out on a, the most frequent okay. things. So. Okay. Okay. We, <laughs> Thanks, we're, Melanie. Okay. Sure. So Melanie will be our first speaker once we start the debate as the, as the representing the maker, GDUI. So do we have anybody else wishing to speak for? We have Terry. And we're going to take two. Okay, Terry. Terry Turlow. Terry Turlow, uh, did you want to speak for this? Terry, you need to unmute and let us know if you're speaking for. Um, I'm going to move on since we are not hearing from you. Next person. Uh, Jewel. Jewel? Are you wishing to speak for Jewel? Forgive me. This is Terry. I just got my under. There, okay. So you, we'll let you in there. Okay. I so would like you're, to speak for. Okay. You're for. Okay. Very good. And Jewel, did you want to speak for? <laughs> Okay. Jewel? Uh, calling one more time for Jewel. Okay. Moving on. Uh, the next person. 
Deanna Noriega. Deanna, you want to speak for? <laughs> yes. Jewel yes. didn't look like her. She was allowed to talk, was she? She was, and then she disappeared. Okay. 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 Very good. Okay. So we're going to stop there because we have two against and actually three, four. Yeah. Now I will ask for any other speakers um, after they've had their chance to present uh, so that we're following all the rules. So we're going to now move in to start the clock on our initial up to 20 minutes of debate. So the first person you're going to recognize is Melanie Brunson. Thank you, Mr. Chair, and um, thank you all for uh, sticking with us and hearing us out on this. Basically, the resolution is pretty self-explanatory. Guide dog users have been dealing with this problem for a number of years. It's a nationwide problem, and both rideshare companies are, are very aware of it. They both have in place policies that they say that they... They do not um, want their drivers to discriminate and that they will take action when they uh, fail to pick up passengers based on their having a guide dog. Um, they, have in, they have policies in place that protect the rights of drivers who actually are allergic, so that isn't an issue. But the fact of the matter is, regardless of the policies and regardless of the fact that the companies have been sued, they have been taken to arbitration, both ACB and then NFB and their guide dog users affiliates have met with the companies and talked with them. We've done everything that we know how to do, including filing complaints, although it's hard to get people to file complaints with the Department of Justice because people don't want to rock the boat. But the fact of the matter is um, we did collect 80 complaints last year during a six-week period from people all over the country and sent those to DOJ. And they have them. And what we're asking them to do is do more than look at them, investigate the problem and help us by taking some action. And what we're asking you to do is to support us in this effort. Thanks. There we go. There we go. Uh, okay, so that, thank you, Melanie. Next person as a person to speak against, that would be um, Brand Sign. Brand. Okay. Alda. There you go. Alda. Go ahead, Fran. You, you're unmuted. Okay. Um, so that don't don't listen to that. <laughs> Sorry. Um I, I understand your frustration. I have a lot of friends with guide dogs, but you cannot force people to put a dog in their vehicle or any animal in their vehicle if they're allergic. You just can't do that. I mean, I don't see all this. I mean, you just can't force them and all all the rules and laws and hand slapping and everything you can do. But you, when it comes down to it, when the rubber hits the road, if I'm allergic to dogs, they're not getting in my car, and that's all there is to it. All right. 
Thank you. Um, next person speaking for? Terry Turlaw. Terry Turlaw. Okay, <laughs> Terry. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I would, I'm speaking for this resolution because there have been numerous um, allowances made by Uber and Lyft for drivers who have legitimate allergy reasons for not having a dog in their vehicle. Also, the requirement from the guide dog handler's standpoint is that dogs are groomed and dogs are on the floor, not on the seat. A ride share driver would be well within his or her rights to refuse a passenger whose guide dog jumps up on the seat because that is not the legal um, way in which a guide dog is supposed to be in, in a rideshare vehicle. Given that, um, I have been in situations where one day I had three refusals in a row. It is sometimes difficult to document refusals because drivers pull in, you know they're there because the app says they're there, and then they pull away. I've started telling drivers on my note that I have a guide dog, and I'd rather have them not take the, the trip and not make me try to find them and have them uh, pass me by. Three in a row was a bit much. Um, I'm actually at the point in my life that when I have a healthy go to a doctor badly, I will actually not work my dog because I have to have a rideshare vehicle to get to a doctor. So um, I think this resolution is timely, and I think investigation by the DOJ is, is very much needed. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Terry. Our next person speak. Next person speaking against is Debbie um, Hazelton. Debbie Hazelton, go ahead, Debbie. Deb, you're 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 muted or something there. I go ahead and Whoops. unmute. And okay, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I muted myself back. Okay. Right. Um, this is kind of a thank you, a funny twist. I have been a guide dog user for many years. I've had eight dogs, and I actually do believe that if someone works for a company and they know the rules, they actually have to have that dog in their vehicle, allergic or not. My reason for uh being uh, not in favor of this resolution is to me, it sounds like it doesn't have enough teeth. If the Department of Justice has already seen these um, complaints and um, there's been all this hard work, to me, I don't know what kind of way to get more teeth in it, but to me, it needs to get sent back and there needs to be more done with it. I don't know whether it's media. I don't know whether it's I don't know what it is, but it needs to be, in my opinion, a whole lot stronger than it is. And um, I guess I need to be doing more advocacy to be <laughs> saying this right now. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And our last person speaking for will be at this at with this group is Deanna Noriega. All right. Um, we've already used structured negotiation to get them to put policies in place at all. And it is 
ridiculous that as a paying customer and the drivers do understand the contracts because they are supposed to have read them and signed off on them. Um, so if their allergies are so severe, they can't be in the company of dogs at all. Well, what is to, what is to stop them from being so sick because you climb in their car because you own a dog and have dander on your clothing? Um, it's a profession that requires them to be in good health and a good driver. And obviously, if their allergies are that severe, then they should choose another profession. What I think is critical is that, all right, um, I live in a small town. There aren't that many drivers. If they can decide, oh, she's got a dog, I'm not going to pick her up and just drive off, I may miss my vital appointment. And I've had it happen where I was extremely late to a vital meeting. So it's just not fair to our population to, in all good faith, sign up for a program and use the app and do everything we're supposed to do on our end for the driver not to do his part and part of his signed contract. All right. Thank you, Deanna. Denise, how are we doing on time? You have 10 minutes and 53 seconds. Okay. Okay. I will call for one more time for anybody who wishes to speak against this resolution. Do we have any? We have. And do we have any hands? We have Janine Lee. Okay. Go ahead, Janine. Do you, are you speaking? Do you want to speak against? Sure. Okay. Okay. So, do we have any? Okay. Ray, hold on. Hold, hold on. I, uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I'm lining people up. So, Ray? Yeah. If you're lining up people, uh, Four for this. Jewel was going to be four and she fell off the internet and remember we lost her. So she would like to be considered for the four. Okay, let's uh, let's see if we have any more against first. We have any more hands? Do we have any more hands, Tori? Chris has got his hand raised. Chris. Is that, uh, Chris, that's that Chris Bell? Yes. Okay. It's me. Yep. Okay. You want to speak against this? Yes. Okay. Okay. Do we have any more? Keep in mind, we've got 10 minutes in the initial debate period. So. 10 minutes. We have a Linda. A Linda. Okay. Uh, you want? Are you wanting to speak against Linda? Linda going once. Linda going twice. I'm moving on. No, don't don't move on. Mary. Oh, that's okay. There you 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 got in there, Linda. Okay, that's three against. Do we have any more? 
What what is Linda's last name? Uh, Perel. 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 Thank you. Yep. Thank you. And she's speaking against. Yeah, are you speaking yeah. against Linda? I am. Yeah. Okay. That's three against. Okay. Any more? We have Nyral. Okay. Nyral, are you speaking against this uh, no, resolution? Especially four. Okay. Hold hold your hold your thunder there. Let's see if we have any more against. Keep in mind, folks, we have two more to do tonight, so just remind you of that. But then We have Catherine Dawson. Okay. I well, I just heard her hand go down. So did it is it still up? I'm unmuted. Yes, you are. Uh, okay. Did you want to speak against this? Yes. Okay, that's four. And keep in mind, keep in mind, we're probably going to have to take a vote. To, you may not get to all of you, but um, I'll line you up anyway. A any more? We have Sheila Spiron. Sheila Styron. Sheila, did you want to speak against this? I I will speak for. Okay. Okay. Hold your thunder there for just a second. Actually, so we have, so to make this go a little quicker, I've got Jewel. I've got um, Nyrell. Nyrell. And I've got and Sheila, Sheila who want to speak for. So we got a total of four against and three fours at this point. We can take one more against. Do we have any? Were you wishing me to confirm for? Are you, uh, who, who is that? I, this is Jewel I was speaking Jewel. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, we heard, heard you I, wanted to. I, I, got, you. I got you down. I counted you. Okay. Denise's got, Denise has got you down. Too many names here. Um, <laughs> any, is there anybody else, Tori, that? I'm not seeing any other. Okay. So we have, we have oh, four. Back. Yeah. Okay. We have Alice Richard. Okay, Alice, are you speaking for or against? It's Alice. It's a point of order. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I'm a little confused. We know we have 10 minutes left. <laughs> so they basically that and two minutes per person. And and you're still asking for those against and the, right. the number's already unequal. So um Okay. What we well, I wanted to. Um, I'm trying to. You know, you never know how long people are going to speak. Uh, so that's why I'm because we had ten people last night on something, and it went, and we had like ten minutes left. So I'm just trying to make sure I don't get in any trouble here and not do the right the wrong well, thing. I just would like then for it to be four and and, and not to ask for any more okay. against. Okay, we've got three, four, and four against. So let's see. Do we have one more person wanting to speak for? Just keep it even. Hey, um, Mr. Chair, I respectfully leave. Uh, I'm going to leave the queue. Okay. I love that you, my name is the go fault name of Nancy and you. I mean, I love okay. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Janine's leaving the queue. So we now have three and three. Let's stop there if everybody's okay with that. Mr. And let's Chair, say Mr. Chairman. Yes. 
This is Kathy. Uh, Kathy. Yes, Kathy. I, I, uh, I wish to withdraw mine. Okay. So now we're down to two against, and we've got three, four. Um, so let, let's, let's keep it there and see where we go. How does that sound, guys? So we're going to go two each way. Um, so I've lost track now. I had the last one I had was somebody speaking for, so I'm going to take someone against, and we have about 10 minutes or so left. So let's see what happens. Chris so Bell. Chris Bell. Okay. This is, this is a real problem. I'm a guide dog user. I understand I've, I've been turned down by a rideshare company. So I, I get this. All right. The problem with the resolution is that it doesn't really address a remedy that is realistic because since these people that are uh, using their own vehicles to drive, um, you know, the, the most that can happen to them is that they get disconnected. Uh, the companies don't want to do that because they want people to be, uh, be driving. And uh, the Department of Justice has in an analogous situation, trying to, go, trying to go after architects where they've sued the owner of a building for inaccessibility. And the owner says, well, geez, you know, it's the architect. And the Justice Department has tried to go after the architects under that uh, interference and obstruction clause, and they haven't been successful. So <clears throat> I think uh, I'm only against this resolution because I, uh, I, I think it would be good to not pass it and see if there's a way we can make it better. Uh, I'm not sure what that way is, um, but I don't think as it is, it's going to really make any difference because I don't think the pattern of practicing actually works in terms of the individual drivers and, and they're the problem. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Um, the next person speaking for is Jewel. Jewel. Is the first I heard. So Jewel. Yes, sorry. Um, thank you for letting me speak. Um, so the first thing I would say is that these rideshare companies have used the fact that their drivers are independent contractors before to circumvent laws. Um, they classify themselves as a um, sharing service or forget the, the category, they, they don't classify themselves as a cab company, so therefore they do not follow those same rules. In the same way, they are using this circumventing of the ADA by classifying their drivers as independent contractors, when in fact they have hundreds of drivers in the same company. The fact that they are independent contractors is the only way they get around this. Therefore, we need to ask the court, the justice system to regulate this because they are circumventing the laws. They are finding loopholes. Um, not taking a guide dog because you have allergies, it would be the same as not, as going in as a teacher and saying you can't have peanut butter in the cafeteria because I'm allergic to peanut butter. Thank you. I'll stop there. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, next person speaking against, we did have a couple withdrawals, so I think we have one more. Linda Perrell. Linda Perrell. Go ahead, Linda. Um, thank you, Ray. Okay, um, my concern, I am a guide dog user, and this has occurred for me both in San Francisco and now in Maine. 
So uh, I'm familiar with the dilemma. So my concern is that the resolution should be written in such a way that we go after capturing every single occurrence of this phenomenon. And that I believe that the companies, by making the process of reporting the occurrence challenging for us at every turn, contribute to letting their drivers off. And that that is where I think we should intervene and say that every occurrence should be reported in real time. Okay. Okay, we've got one more speaker. I'll take one. We have one more for since we've had two against. Uh, we have one more person who wants to speak for, I think. We have two. We have two. Okay, we'll take one right now. So we keep it even. And that would be? That would be Nyral, wasn't it? Nyral. Nyral, did you? No, go ahead. Nero. 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 Okay. Okay. A couple of things. First of all, I myself have allergies, okay, as well. And I have friends who have got allergies. If anything, if anything, if you have allergies, you know, you, as an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, you guys should have a blanket in the trunk. And then if someone has a guide dog, say, hey, Joe, right? As a, as, an, as a person with a guide dog, they have this. I just have allergies. Let me just put this blanket in, um, down just, uh, just for my protection. You know, secondly, for those who are, who are, who are hesitant because of the clause and because of the resolution, let's let's get this passed, and we can we can uh, make it better as time goes along. If we don't, then then we're we're going nowhere. So let's start from, let's start from somewhere beginning, and then we can we can increase get, get better as time goes along. There. Okay. Okay. So. We don't have any additional four. We have one four, but we don't have any additional against. So, uh, Denise, how much time do I have? Four minutes and 20 seconds. Okay. What I'm going to propose to do is take, um, since I have one more person for, I'll take one more, per if there's one more person that would like to speak against, so we can even it out, and then we'll see where we're at after those two. Is there anybody else? That would like to speak against. Mm. And, and again, okay, you seeing any hands, Corey? Uh, Debbie Grubb has her hand raised, but she's had a hand raised for a while, so um, she meant to. Okay, Debbie, did you want to speak against this? Or is there some other point you'd like to make? Okay. Deb, you should be allowed to talk. Got to find the unmute button there. Okay, Deb, I'm going to move on because uh, I'm, we're not hearing you. So, um, anybody else, Tori? No. Okay. We're going to, since, since this is one Ray, of the ways. This is Debbie. I apologize. Oh, I lost track of my phone for a minute. I okay. did not mean to raise my hand if I okay. did. Okay, it was up, but uh, okay, thank you. Very Since welcome. we have nobody else speaking, seeking to speak against, this is one of the ways we are allowed to close debate, so we're going to do that if nobody else seeks the floor. So we will now proceed to a vote on this resolution. 
2023-14. Let's lower all hands, please. All hands are lowered. Okay. All of those wishing to vote in favor of resolution 2023-14, please raise your hand. And while that vote's taking place, I'll pass it over to Deb Lewis for any announcements that she might have. Well, I've actually had quite a few people ask me not to do provide them right now. So I will just do some silence, I think. I think it's a little bit, inter apparently for some people, it's interfering with finding, you know, having us talk when they're trying to find their raising hand button mm -hmm. is yeah. a little interferative. So we'll be quiet. I, I kind of understand that, you know, especially like on so iDevices we'll with the avatar. We are settled. All right. Let's lower all hands, please. All hands are lowered. All right. All of those wishing to vote against resolution 2023-14, please raise your hand. We are settled. Okay. Okay. I will take the count then, please. Those that are for, 161. Those against, 35. And there's 236 
250 individuals participating. Sorry about okay. that. 161 to 35 was the vote. Um, is there anyone voting in the minority who would like a record vote? That was a pretty significant margin. However, is there anyone in the minority who would like a record vote? Please raise, let's get all hands down first. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let me repeat that again as soon as we get all hands lowered. Yeah. All Call hands are lowered. All right. All hands is are there, lowered. Is there anyone who voted in the minority who would like a record vote on this resolution? Please raise your hand. We are settled. Okay. And how many do we have? Nine. Okay. It takes 25 for us to have a record vote. Therefore, we do not have enough asking for it. Therefore, resolution 2023-14 is adopted. All right. Let's move on to the next one. We've got two more, folks. All right. Only three more hours to go. Um, <laughs> next <Don't> up, <laughs> resolution. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Next up, resolution 2023-15, also brought to us by GDUI. 2023-15 air travel attestation forms submitted by Guide Dog Users, Inc. Whereas the U.S. Department of Transportation, DOT, promulgated regulations in 2020 that allow airlines to require passengers traveling with guide or service dogs to fill out and submit forms prior to travel, attesting to the good health, training, and appropriate behavior of their dogs. And, whereas, airlines operating in the U.S. have now taken advantage of the opportunity to require passengers traveling with guide and service dogs to submit these forms. And, whereas, two years after the imposition of these requirements, Guide Dog Users, Inc., GDUI, continues to receive reports from passengers who travel with guide dogs that they are unable to independently complete and submit the required forms because airline websites continue to present accessibility barriers for screen reader users. And, whereas GDUI continues to receive reports from guide dog users that when they contact airlines by telephone, approach gate agents in person to ask questions about the required forms or request assistance with completing the forms, they have received inaccurate information or inadequate assistance. And, whereas... Inconsistencies across the airline industry with regard to the content and implementation of the current attestation forms means that passengers with disabilities bear a burden that is unreasonable, and in some cases, insurmountable. Now, therefore be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind in convention assembled that GDUI and ACB strongly urge DOT to rescind the current attestation form requirements. 
and be it further resolved that if the DOT refuses to rescind the attestation requirements, GDUI and ACB insist that the only questions an airline should be allowed to ask a person with a disability are whether the service dog is required due to a disability and whether it is trained to perform a specified task for the passenger in order to mitigate that disability. End of Resolution 2023-15 2023-15 Formularios de Certificación de Viaje Aéreo presentado por Guide Dog Users, Inc., por cuanto en 2020 el Departamento de Transporte de EEUU, DEOT, promulgó reglamentaciones que permiten a las aerolíneas exigir a los pasajeros que viajan con perros guía o de servicio que completen y envíen antes del viaje formularios que certifiquen la buena salud, el entrenamiento y el comportamiento adecuado de sus perros. Y por cuanto las aerolíneas que operan en los EU han aprovechado la oportunidad para exigir a los pasajeros que viajan con perros guía y de servicio que presenten estos formularios. Y por cuanto, Dos años después de la imposición de estos requisitos, Guide Dog Users, Inc., GDUI, continúa recibiendo informes de pasajeros que viajan con perros guía que no pueden completar y enviar de forma independiente los formularios requeridos porque los sitios web de las aerolíneas siguen presentando barreras de accesibilidad para los usuarios de lectores de pantalla y por cuanto GDUI continúa recibiendo informes de usuarios de perros guía que, al comunicarse con las aerolíneas por teléfono, al acercarse a los agentes de la puerta de embarque en persona para hacer preguntas sobre los formularios requeridos o al solicitar ayuda para completar los formularios, han recibido información incorrecta o asistencia inadecuada. Y por cuanto las inconsistencias en la industria de las aerolíneas con respecto al contenido y la implementación de los formularios de certificación actuales, significan que los pasajeros con discapacidades deben soportar una carga no razonable y en algunos casos, infranqueable. El American Council of the Blind, reunido en convención, resuelve que GDUI y el ACB exhorten enfáticamente al DOT a rescindir los requisitos actuales de presentación del formulario de certificación y resuelve asimismo que, si el DOT se niega a rescindir los requisitos de certificación, GDUI y el ACB insistan en que las únicas preguntas que las aerolíneas puedan hacerle a una persona con discapacidad sean si se requiere el perro de servicio debido a una discapacidad y si el perro está entrenado para realizar una tarea específica para el pasajero a fin de atenuar esa discapacidad. Fin de la resolución 2023-15 Okay, and the resolutions committee recommends it to pass, so I so move. Okay, okay, that uh, you've heard the resolution. Um, Melanie or Sarah, who or whoever is going to represent GDUI, let's, if you want to raise your hand so we can allow you to talk in case there's any questions uh, that are raised. So now we are open for five minutes. Start the clock, please for questions or clarifications that anybody would like to uh, to have. So um, do we have any hands? Do and Melanie should be allowed to talk. Okay, good. So who's our yes, first I'm, hand? I'm available. Yeah, she is available. Excellent. Lyle Fine. Lyle, let's go ahead and. Um, oh, no, now I'm muted. Yes, oh. you're unmuted. 
Yes, I'm unmuted, and I believe uh, the chair needs to be recused from this particular resolution, being that he works for an entity that deals with this situation. Thank you. Ah, uh, yes. Um, okay. So now the um, I see I see exactly what Lyle's asking. So. Um, I will defer to, uh, to Deb and, or Denise, because I think it would have to go to Denise if it, what, what Lyle is saying, because of the fact I do work for a major airline that, uh, he believes I need to recuse myself from discussion, from conducting the debate on this resolution. Um, I'm going to turn to my panel up here and see how you, I, I have no problem doing that if, it's felt that um, that that would be a good uh, be a good idea. I mean, I don't work directly in the regulatory side of it. I'll just say that. So, um, Mr. Chair, this resolution relates actually doesn't it isn't as much directed at the airlines as it is the um, the DOT. Okay. So yeah, I'm that's... not sure. I'm not sure if that makes a difference in in this discussion, but um, this is this is calling on the DOT to change its regulatory yeah. practice. Yeah, it's really for the um, for the things. So, um, I here's my dilemma, guys. If I do that, and I have no problem doing that. If I do that. Um, and I don't think I need to do it. In fact, it does relate to DOT. Lyle, does that make you, because it really is calling on DOT to do something, not the airlines. It, uh, am I able to still speak? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. The reason why I bring that up is because the entity that you work for is involved with litigation at the present time regarding accessibility of mm -hmm. websites. And okay. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that there's no conflict. Of I, 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 I hear exactly what you're doing. And I certainly appreciate it. You know what? Just to avoid any, um, any issues here. Um, I am going to relinquish the chair. Um, but I'm not sure to who I should relinquish it because I, would, I think we'd have to go to, to, to Denise because Deb is acting in her role as the vice chair of resolutions at this point. So you're That's correct. Okay. Denise, I'm going to turn the chair over to you. Um, so, and I will step away just to, I don't want any issues of uh, impropriety of any sort. So, Denise, I'm going to turn the chair over to you. Thank you, Ray. Uh, at this time, and um, you guys can figure out how to how to keep track of the speakers. So, Denise, I am going to hand the chair off to you. I can keep track of the speakers for you, Denise. Denise. Denise, you're. I think you're muted. Denise. Scully, I'm sorry. Yeah, Denise Scully. Denise is muted right now. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can uh, keep track of the, the yeah, uh, I got that. peeps for you. So do we still have the two minutes? 
I mean, the five minutes, or did right? How much of it did we use up for this discussion? Mm, quite a bit, but I think we'll start over. <laughs> All right. All right. So, does anyone have a question or uh, a point of? Um, I'm not sure what it's called. Clarification. 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 A question or a point of clarification. Do we I have do. Any hands? I do. Yes. I do. Okay. Can we, we have Diane Scalzi next? All right. Oh. Okay. Can you all hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Diane. All right. So, uh, you know, my understanding that, that this all came about, you know, because of the um, proliferation of you know, emotional, uh, emotional support pigs and squirrels and everything that were allowed to uh, fly on planes. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if rescinding that, you know, would cause this to be a problem again, or has it always still been a problem, even once the form was instituted? Okay. Melanie, Sarah, do you have an answer to her response to her it's, question? It's, the problem's not the problem's not being resolved by the forms. Um, obviously, there, there haven't, I don't believe, been any, you know, horror stories in the newspapers recently. But um, we, had a, we had a member uh, on a, uh, who said they were on a flight not about a month ago and were told that there were 23 uh, animals on the, on the plane with her. So... It's it's still it's and they my understanding is that a lot of applications um, are still being submitted that people aren't sure are legitimate. Okay, so that would be so that would be a that would be a point maybe in favor of eliminating the form. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, who's next? Steve Heeson. Steve Heeson. Steve, you're next. Steve. Okay. Um, when I graduated with from God Dogs for the Blind in uh, Oring, Oregon, with my beautiful um, golden retriever, yellow lab cross rattan, yay or eighty one, let's go. Um, <laughs> I uh, I got this. Uh, just a point of clarification, a question. Um, I got a beautiful ID with my guide dog yeah. on it, and uh, I'm just wondering why that doesn't uh, prove that you had a you have a bona fide uh, service animal. And it always worked before, and I, I, I'm not sure, but I don't think that these emotional service animals have such identification. I could be wrong, but um, I, just, Actually, I just want to know yeah. the answer. Sorry, Go I had no to interrupt you, but that, um, that's really all Actually, I had. that is the problem because um, you can buy fake IDs all over the internet. Um, certificates, ID cards, all kinds of things that um, say your your animal is, is a, a service dog or an emotional support dog, and all you have to do is pay them the money and say it is, and they have no way of checking to find out whether it is or not, and they don't ask. So fake IDs are well. out there. Yeah. <laughs> so fake IDs are out there. And yeah, just like fake driver's licenses. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Gotten, so, yeah. All right. Thank you for the answer. Denise, how much time do we still have? 148. All right. Who's Christy, next don't person? want to go? I was waiting. I was waiting. Um, Christy DeMonico is next. 
Okay, Misty, go ahead. Thank you, Melanie or Sarah. I travel all the time. Could there, I don't know in the drafting of this, of this resolution, if there could, if there was a centralized um, system, because as it stands right now, every airline you fly, you have to do this every time you fly, which for some individuals who are not tech savvy, have an issue with this. Could, mm -hmm. you know, so could one, could it be centralized? And if not to be centralized, could there be implemented, say, where somebody could call up and basically um, do this over the phone with an agent and then bring their documentation with them to the airport? You know, there are there are a number of things that could be done. Um, and and um, what but what we're trying to do when the when the Department of uh, Transportation issued their regulations, they made a big point of saying their one of their primary goals was to make sure their definition of service dog um, was the same definition that is used in the ADA. So they went um, and they they have been trying to align a lot of their other stuff. But the problem is, then they turned around and put these forms in place. And the difficulty mm -hmm. that we see is that any other entity, businesses of any sort, transportation companies of any sort, are not allowed to ask you for the kind of information that's on those forms. The mm -hmm. only thing they're allowed to ask you is the two questions that are listed in that resolution. And I don't want to talk and use up your time, but we just want this to be the same, the requirement to be the same for, for airlines as it is for every other kind of business. The time has expired. All right. Thank you. So we will close our five minutes of questions and um, points of uh, uh, clarification, and we will move on to debate. And I am going to continue with um, what we have been doing so far. Do we have any individuals who would like to speak against this resolution, adoption of this resolution? Raise your hands, please. And host, if you can be calling on them so we know who they are. We have Lyle Sines. Okay, Lyle, do you wish to speak against the resolution? Over Zoom webinar. You're you're unmuted, Lyle. You're unmuted, Lyle. Can you hear us? Over. Are you wishing to speak against the resolution? Okay, let's move on to the next hand, please. Okay, um, I have Richard Villa, who may have something he wants to say. Richard Villa, are you wishing to speak against the resolution? You need to unmute if you wish okay. to speak. Do you wish to speak against the resolution? Over. Audio now unmuted. Mute. Currently unmuted. Okay. Mute. Currently unmuted. Okay. Button. We can hear the jaws. That's can Lyle. Can you hear? That's Lyle. I'm trying to get through to it. 
Lyle, are you wishing to speak? I'm wishing to speak against it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Sorry about that. That's all right. So we have, okay, how, Richard, are you wishing to speak against the resolution? Guys, need, I know it's gotten really hard to unmute, but we really need to speed this up. All right, let's move to the next hand, please. Any others wishing to speak against the resolution? Anthony Lewis. I'm sorry, who? Anthony. Anthony oh, Anthony Lewis. Lewis. All right, Anthony, do you wish to speak against the resolution? Uh, no, actually, I was speaking for the resolution. Okay, just hang out there then, and we'll get to you. Is there anyone else who wishes to speak against the resolution? Yes, I would like to speak against the resolution. Against. All right, so we have two to speak against. Anyone else? Kathy Donaldson. And Kathy, are you wishing to speak against the resolution? Oh, the audio now unmuted. No, I want to speak for it. All right, just hang on, hang in there a minute. Anyone else wishing to speak against the resolution? Do not see any other hands. All right. So we have two people wishing to speak against the resolution. So we will take Melanie as the one of the makers of the resolution and then two people wishing to speak for the resolution. So um, you have two that I've already identified. We have two. Sure. Yeah, we have um, who, Kathy who are and it. Again? Kathy they are and Anthony and Kathy. All right. All right, so we're going to start with the first person who's wishing to speak for for the resolution. <laughs> it's getting late. And that would be Melanie. That yeah. would be Melanie. Melanie, you want to speak for the resolution, please? Sure. Um, um, and I will. I will make this brief because um, I just said part of what I w would have said. Uh, but essentially, it, we have two years into the existence of these forms, we have a mess. There are a number of problems. Um, people can't find the forms. People can't submit the forms because the websites are not accessible. If they call the airline for help, the people on the phone don't know anything about the forms and will tell them that they're okay to fly when they aren't because they haven't submitted the form. And then when they get to the airport, they're told something different. So it's it's the websites are a mess the training has not happened in most of the in in most of the airlines and as we said before as i said before when when the department of transportation put the regulations in place they made it a point to say we're trying to bring our definitions and our requirements in line with the ada so they um, they did that with regard to many things except the forms, because no other business in the United States is allowed to ask people what you know what they're about their service animal. The only things they're allowed to ask if they question your right to bring a dog in or to ask for other accommodations are, is this dog necessary to mitigate a disability? 
And what task does it do for you in order to do that? And we believe that the airlines should not be exempt from this requirement because as it is, the burden of their forms is falling primarily on the people who have disabilities who are not the people who are causing all the problems for the airlines. I'm Thank, Thank you. you, Melanie. All right. Um, our first speaker against, I think, was Lyle. Lyle. Fine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Lyle, go ahead, please. Got to make sure I'm unmuted again. You're good. Yes, you're good. Okay. I am very much against this particular um, resolution. First of all, I follow the aviation industry very oh, well, no, constantly. And I noticed that when you do need assistance, you have to ask for it over the phone. When you make airline reservations, mm -hmm. the biggest thing you have to do is ask for it. Any agent should be able to handle that information. I have done cold calls to airlines to see where they are standing with this information. Early at night, during the day, there should be no reason why an airline cannot provide you that information. And if they don't, if they don't you ask for a supervisor. You don't stand at the lowest, po the lowest point and go higher. This was done because of all the animals and other other situations that get on planes. If anyone would know how long a plane is in the air in any given day, you would be surprised that you think that the plane would even be able to get off the ground when it's in the air 20 to 23 hours a day on some days. And you're going to get you and the plane's going to be there and so you're going to say, oh, it's my turn to get on the plane. There's reasons why they have the forms that they do. They're trying to make sure that the proper people and the proper situations where and there's no no second guessing on who can get on that airplane with their guide dogs. I, I will vote no, because I know that all you have to do is ask for assistance and demand it. Simple as that. I've done it countless hours of the day and night. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, who's our next speaker for, please? Anthony. Anthony, you may you may speak. And that was four also. Well, you said you were speaking for. Yes, I did. Can you hear I me? Hold on. Yes, we can hear oh, you. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I. I think that this is necessary because there are so many fake dogs going on airplanes. The one thing that I see, uh, as the person mentioned before, is that the process is too cumbersome and that uh, the airlines all have different forms that people have to fill out. I think if we could do this one time and one time only, and people could have this registered so we don't have to go through this all the time that's what would be helpful for all of us if this somehow could that would be an amendment that i would recommend i don't know if there's room for that or not but i think that it's really important that we have this done once i think it's really inconvenient for folks to have to go through this 
every time that they're going to take a trip. Um, and that's what I see is that um, for for all of us, and if we're f- flying on multiple airlines, we have to put down multiple forms. That just becomes a major inconvenience for us. So, thank you, thank you. Okay, our next person Penny. against Penny Moss. Yes, I'm speaking against this um, resolution. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Okay. Good. I have. Um, I'm not a dog user, but. I am president of a local chapter, and we had problems with one of our members in the past bring two dogs to to chapter meetings, claiming that they were emotional support animals, and they were not guide dogs. And she had, and it was very disruptive, and it was very difficult. And I personally feel that the airlines need to have the forms it's a matter of, you know, verifying that your guide dog is really a guide dog and it does what it says it's going to do and that it's certified and trained. I think that's very important. I think instead of getting rid of the forms and throwing out the baby with the bathwater, that it would be better served to have the re- resolution encourage there to be a national database where the same form could be used for all airlines. Thank you. Thank you, Penny. All right. And our last speaker for, I think, was Kathy. Yes. Yes. Correct. Kathy Dawson. Okay. Okay. I'm speaking for this. I've flown a lot and I've always had help, but um, I can understand why, uh, you know, forms have to be filled out, but, Forms should have to be filled out for every service animal. If you're going to make the guide dogs users do it, then everybody else should have to. And why can't they make a database that, uh, you know, that that the airlines could uh, re- resort to 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 um, have uh, so you wouldn't have to fill out the form more than once. You know, they'd have it on file. So that's my point. Okay, thank you very much. Denise, how much time do we have left? 11 minutes and 50 seconds. Oh, well, we can go more. Do we have anyone else who wishes to speak against the resolution? I would. I would. And you are? Richard Via, I've been waiting here. Okay, Richard. Anyone else wishing to speak against the resolution? <clears throat> We have Rosemary. Hey, Rosemary, are you wishing to speak against the resolution? Um, no. No? All right. Anyone else wishing to speak against the resolution? Any hands? We have a 410 phone number. And what's the last um, four digits? Yeah, who, who? ending in ninety-seven. And that is who? Okay. Uh, this is Vanessa Lowry. I actually want to uh, uh, talk in favor of it, so I can remute okay. if I need hang to. Okay, hang up. Yeah, we'll. Okay. Anyone else? I'll hang up. Hang up. No, no, no. Don't hang up. <laughs> okay. One Just final remute. call. Okay. Anyone else okay. wishing to speak against the resolution? 
any more hands? We have poll. And you wish to speak against the resolution? Um, I really, I really didn't want to, but I think I must. Yep. <laughs> you just want to harass me. I know. <laughs> is, is, that, is that Edward? Yes. Always it is Edward. Yes. Uh -huh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. Okay, so we have we have Richard and Paul. We have a third one. We have Janine Lee. Okay, hold on just a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this just a second. I'm going to um, uh, I'm gonna try to alternate again here. Um, so, Richard, you wanted to speak against. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. My uh, my reason for coming up and and uh, being against the resolution, not because I'm I'm you know against the principle of them getting rid of the forms, but I'm a dog user and I, I travel a fair amount. I used to travel a lot more when I was with the American. And I'm surprised that the Department of Transportation would actually come up with a form like this and the requirement since in 14 CFR Port 380, Part 382, non-discrimination on the basis of handicap, it says that you're not required to identify yourself as a handicapped person on, until you get to the airline. You're not, I mean, to the, to check in. Um, you're not, you're not required to, to, to tell them ahead of time, even while making a reservation. So now we're saying, um, I, I, we don't want, we don't want to have to do this because you're requiring this. So tell uh, Bob Ashby to get that straight. <laughs> I've been doing DOT. <laughs> Okay, thank you, I, Richard. Because, I, I Melanie might have read this. <laughs> okay, Vanessa, you wish to speak for the res for the resolution? Um, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, um, I'm in favor of this because. Hopefully in October or November, I will be flying for the first time in a while to visit another guide dog user out in Minnesota. Normally I would take the train, but uh, because of the train schedule, I would get there very late at night. So it would be better if I flew. And I've heard so many nightmare stories about people who either tried to fill out the form and couldn't, or they filled it out. They got to the airport and the airport had no knowledge of it and gave everybody grief or refused them to be on, you know, refuse to allow them on the plane. My only concern, and, and I'm still for it, is that What's going on? The, 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 this, was, this was done to eliminate fake service animals. And I get that. And by the way, for the person who didn't know, both guide and service dog handlers have to fill out the form. My only concern is that there is not a remedy in place in the resolution to help the airlines still prevent um fake service animals from coming on the plane. But other than that, I'm very much in favor of the resolution. Thank you. Okay, if my numbers are correct, and I'm not guaranteeing anything, I think we are at a point where we have one more that is spoken for than against. And we have, we should be even, I think. We have Paul for the, for the against, 
and right. Rosemary for the floor. Rosemary, okay. Well, I thought she wasn't going to speak. Oh, okay. I may have missed that. Well, let's, Paul, you go, can go ahead and speak against. So let me begin by saying that I absolutely think this resolution is crucial. I think it's important. I think it's probably um, the, the only direction we can go in terms of trying to do something significant. And after thinking a lot, I've decided that I need to speak against it, not so much because of what it's seeking to do, but, but by the way it's seeking to do it. In the final resolved clause, there are, there are two segments. One of those segments essentially says, get rid of the forms. That's fine if you leave it that way. The other one says, the other half of that same clause essentially says, but if you don't want to get rid of the forms, then please, please, you can only ask these two questions. I think, I think that second element weakens the resolution. I think it lessens the likelihood of it being, uh, of, of it doing very much good. And I think at the very least, um, that those two components should have been in separate clauses. My concern is then that while the resolution is absolutely necessary, and, I, and really, frankly, I hope it passes, I hope that if we have to do a resolution again, we, we will be clearer on what our absolute goal is and go for that goal rather than going for one goal and then saying, if, but if we don't get that, we'll, we'll take whatever we can get. It's, it's just not good enough. Okay. Denise, how much time do we have left? <coughs> 549. Oh okay. Rosemary, did you want to speak for the resolution? Yes. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. All right. Um, so I would like to speak for this, even though I don't have a guide dog or emotional dog. Um, I think it's important that that people are able to um, fill out the forms for one thing, but then put the form just like they have a no fly list. They can put that um, information into a similar, you know, guide dog list or something like that on the um, for the application for, for folks that want to fill out the forms. And hopefully they do make them accessible for everybody to fill them out the way that they need to fill them out. And just use the only two questions, you know, is this dog or guide dog needed? And what is it needed for? Or do they assist you? So I think in, I, I'm for this, even though I don't have a guide dog. Okay, thank you. Is there Madam any- Chair, Madam Chair, this is Gabe. Yes, Dave. If, if I may, if I may speak to a, a quick clarification of, of something Mr. Edwards said. <clears throat> um, yes. Th those two things are in separate resolutions. The the thing saying that if the if DOT refuses to rescind the the attestation form, that these are the only two questions. That is in its own be it for the result clause. That's all. Thank I just you. want to, to clarify that they are sure. separate Thank clauses. You. Thank you. Anyone else wishing to speak against the resolution? And Denise, um, a couple of people have asked to kind of clarify because some of because some of the time we've taken hands of both kinds and some of the time we've not. So if you would be uh, clear for people about whether you'll take both at once, 
or whether you're really only looking for one. Right now, I am just looking to see if there's anyone else wishing to speak against the resolution because we we are pretty even in terms of yes. the number of people who have spoken for and the number of people who have spoken against. Mm -hmm. Adam yep. German. Yes. This is Brian Charlson. I rise to make a motion to amend. Right. And what is I your motion? I move that we strike the second resolved clause. Okay, we'll vote in an hour. Okay. Um, does ever does does do people need to have that clause read? They know which clause we're talking about. Brian, you're this you're talking about that last clause. Correct. Okay. I, I do have it, or if Deb has it, either of us can probably read it if folks need it. Okay. Do we have a second to Brian's motion? Well, I, I was going to say, I'm going to, unless uh, it's Melanie or, or want somebody from GDI wants to say differently, I would say that's probably not a friendly, uh, friendly amendment. Well, where are you? But I am willing to change if uh, if Melanie or, or uh, Sarah or somebody from GDI wants to jump in and say something different. Were you considering, I mean, were you offering it as a friendly, um, initially as a friendly amendment, Brian? That or just certainly as my intent. Okay. That, yes. that was my intent. That was your intent. All right. Is it, would that be, is that accepted by the writer, the, the Creators of the a resolution. We'd still have folks from GDI here to say if they wish differently than I did. Then I've said, "Oh, is that sorry that I heard?" Anybody from? I think GDI? I think Sarah's there. I think she needs to be allowed to talk. Yeah, I, I think I heard Sarah raise a hand. She should be able to unmute now. Sarah, you can unmute. Okay, this is Sarah. I'm, a, I'm here. Um, so just to be clear, it would be uh, to uh, remove the suggested, uh, uh, you know, it, it just to rescind, rescind the two forms, and that would be it. And and then just remove what we would, um, I guess you might say, suggest as far as um, just asking the two questions. Is is that right, Brian? Yeah, his, 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 motion, yeah. his motion is okay. to remove that last clause. It that says that clause. if they refuse, then these are the only two questions they can ask. Okay, because I know we did have a big discussion about that uh, during our, our uh, resolutions, and um, mm -hmm. some were for, some were against, but... Um, um, yeah, because uh, we weren't sure, because we, we wanted to give them the them the uh, DOT the opportunity to to say, well, okay, they ask us to do this, but um, they are mm -hmm. suggesting this path. So, um, so I would to say, yeah, yeah, to accept I, that as a friendly amendment or not? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, at this point, yes, I'll say yes. I'll go ahead to accept that. Okay. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you okay. very much. All right, so the clause will be taken away and said is a friendly amendment. Okay. Right. And thank, thank you, you Sarah, for the clarification. Yeah, thank you. Any final speakers wishing to speak against the resolution? Yeah, Kathy, Kathy, you're wishing to speak against the resolution? Is she able to speak? I couldn't hear because my jaws was speaking. Did you call on Kathy Lyons? I asked, yes, I asked you if you are wishing to speak against the resolution. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I want to speak for, so I'll lower my hand for now. All right, thank you. Anybody wishing to speak against the resolution? Deb Trevino. Deb, are you wishing to speak against the resolution? No, that was not my intention. My intention was originally to second uh, Bra oh, Brian, Brian was suggesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah, thank you. Yeah. All, right. Hmm. All right. One final time, is anybody else wishing to speak against the resolution? We have Janine Lee. All right, Janine, are you wishing to speak against the resolution? You have two 50 seconds of your 20 minutes. <laughs> um, no, I, I. do we need someone so we can stop going no. back and forth? No, okay, good. we don't. And I, was, no. and I wanted to second um, him as well, but <laughs> she got me. So. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you well, so much. Well, since we have no one else wishing to speak against the resolution, I think that uh, it's my understanding that we can close debate at this point because we really have already heard from the same number of speakers speaking for the resolution. So I am going to declare that the, the debate period has ended. Can we, and we'll move on to the vote. So can we make sure all hands are lowered? Denise, all hands are lowered. All right. All those in favor of adopting resolution 2023-15, please raise your hand.
We are settled. All right. So we will lower the hands, please, and let us do it up here, remember. All hands are lowered. All right. Now, all those who are wishing to vote against passage of this resolution, please raise your hand. We are settled. All right. And Nancy, can we have the results of the vote? <clears throat> Those in favor, 147. Those against, 29. And the number in Zoom at the time of the vote was 236. All right. So let's put all, get all the hands down, please. Okay. Hands are down. Of the 29 individuals who uh, voted against passage of the resolution, are there 25 or, uh, who wish to have this resolution go to a um, roll call vote? Please raise your hand. We are settled. All right. And what is the number? 10. 10. All right. So we do not have 25 individuals requesting uh, that we go to roll call vote. The, so I will declare that the resolution 2023-15 has been adopted. Thank you. And I will turn it back to our illustrious first VP. Okay. Thank you, Denise. Um, uh, awesome job there. Okay. Now we are going to go on to the next resolution. So, uh, Mr. Resolutions Chair. Yes, sir. Well, I think since we've had such an easy time so far tonight, let's uh, let's try on this one. Let's try on number uh, <laughs> which, which we've made it to our last one, folks. This is our last one for tonight. 
I think. Uh, resolution 2023-16. Resolution 2023-16. ACV REP and OT certification submitted by Michael Byington and others, whereas the Academy for Certification of Vision, Rehabilitation and Education Professionals, ACVREP was established in order to enhance the stature and recognition of the highly specialized professional disciplines in the field of blindness and visual impairment. And, whereas, ACVREP's role is to ensure that available certification options and the particular requirements for specific practices reflect and preserve consensus concerning the need for and value of specialized services provided by properly prepared professionals. And, whereas, it is essential for ACVREP to embrace a continuum of specialized services without certifying practitioners who are not primarily involved in serving people with vision loss. And, whereas, without consultation from the American Council of the Blind, ACB, and other stakeholders, ACVREP recently announced determination to establish a new certification open only to occupational therapists. OTs, who acquire vision-related training to provide specialized services, and, whereas, if this certification effort is to continue, ACVREP should demonstrate a compelling justification for this additional certification. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind, in convention assembled that, this organization calls upon the staff and board of ACVREP to formally act to suspend any further development of a new OT certification until further input is sought from stakeholders in order to determine whether such a certification is indeed in the best interests of the overall field of specialized services for the blind and visually impaired. End of Resolution 2023-16 Resolución 2023-16 ACVREP y Certificación para Terapeutas Ocupacionales, presentada por Michael Byington y otros, por cuanto la Academy for Certification of Vision, Rehabilitation and Education Professionals, Academia para la Certificación de Profesionales de la Educación y Rehabilitación de la Visión, ACBREP, se estableció con el fin de destacar la importancia y mejorar el reconocimiento de las disciplinas profesionales altamente especializadas en el campo de la ceguera y la discapacidad visual, y por cuanto la función de la ACBRP es asegurar que las opciones de certificación disponibles y los requisitos particulares para prácticas específicas reflejen y mantengan el consenso sobre la necesidad y el valor de los servicios especializados proporcionados por profesionales debidamente preparados, y por cuanto es fundamental que la ACBRP Adopte un espectro de servicios especializados, sin certificar a profesionales que no se dediquen principalmente a atender a personas con pérdida de la visión, y por cuanto, sin consultar al American Council of the Blind, ACB, y otras partes interesadas, la ACOB Rep anunció recientemente su decisión de establecer una nueva certificación abierta solo a terapeutas ocupacionales que adquieran capacitación relacionada con la visión para brindar servicios especializados. Y por cuanto, si esta iniciativa de certificación prospera, la ACWREP debería demostrar una justificación convincente para esta certificación adicional. El American Council of the Blind, reunido en convención, resuelve que esta organización solicite al personal y a la junta de la ACBREP 
que tome medidas formales para suspender el desarrollo de una nueva certificación para terapeutas ocupacionales hasta consultar en mayor profundidad a las partes interesadas para poder determinar si dicha certificación conviene a los intereses del Campo General de Servicios Especializados para Personas Ciegas y con Discapacidades Visuales. Fin de la resolución 2023-16 Ok, and the Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass and I will so move. Ok, uh, you've heard the resolution. Um, we are now at the stage... Um, Is um, uh, Michael or Michael Byington or someone representing the folks that put this resolution together? Um, if you'd raise your hand so we know who you are, we can um, make sure that you get a chance to be recognized to answer any questions that may come up. Okay. So we're now going to start our questions and clarifications. And uh, I, Am advised there may be an amendment coming. So go ahead, Mr. John. Okay, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I rise to make the subsidiary motion that this resolution be referred to the board with instruction that it uh, consult with stakeholders to um, achieve perhaps a better outcome here. <clears throat> I might be amenable to considering a suggestion that I wait until after the debate, but this is so confusing and the hour is so late and the matter, subject matter so arcane and specialized and so confusing to many, particularly in light of what was written on the leadership list and the possibility that we're going to get it wrong and damage relationships within the blindness community. There's a real risk here. And I, while I cherish the members' prerogatives, um, deeply. I think this is perhaps an instance where we should trust the board and defer to the board's wisdom in gathering the stakeholders together and bringing this in, into a more manageable forum. Okay. So what we have on the floor, um, if it's seconded, is there John McCann has made a motion to refer this resolution to the board of directors to uh, take action. On it, is there is there someone who would be minded to make a second? We can't have any discussion on this until we get a second. Uh, oh, we got a lot of hands going up here, guys. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> let's start from the top. Is there um, Lori Scharf? Lori Scharf, um, do you do you wish to second the referral, Lori, or no? No, I do not. Okay, keep going down the list, Tori. Uh, next hand. Greg Hollands. Greg Hollands. Yes, yes, I would like to second that motion. Okay, all right, okay. So let's make sure we set the clock where we are at here. All right, a motion has been moved and seconded to refer this resolution to the Board of Directors And um, to gather uh, when the board would be. Uh, oh, ho, 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 hold on, hold on here. Yeah, let's uh, hit your mute button there for a second. I'm hearing people talking and it's confusing me. All right, which isn't hard to do. All right, so a motion's been moved and seconded to refer this to the board of directors uh, asking that the board 
you know, gather the stakeholders and work with, um, I believe, work with ACV, REP, uh, the Academy for Clarification of Vision and Rehabilitation Education Professionals um, to, um, uh, to work through this situation is kind of what the gist of what John's motion was, I believe. So we are now taking questions and clarifications on the motion to refer. We will get to debate in, uh, in due, due course. So now we are starting the five-minute clock on questions and clarifications regarding the motion to refer. John, stay there in case anybody has any questions about your, your motion. We have Ted. Uh, Ted? Is that what I heard? Yes. Okay. Um, I do not have a question. Please lower my hand. Okay. We'll do that. We'll be glad to do that. Okay. I got to turn this thing off because it's driving me nuts. Um, the uh, Every time hands go up and down, you know, uh, those of us uh, for inside baseball, we're hearing it in our jaws and it drives you nuts. Next, next hand, Tori. Okay. We have Diane Scalzi. Diane, okay. Do you have a question about the motion to refer again? That's what we're asking about. And Ray Doug Powell has a question. Uh, not, no, that probably isn't about the motion to refer. Doug, you'll have to <clears throat> cue that for your, if you think it is. Okay. okay. Can you hear me? We got gotcha. you. All right. I'm, I'm trying to do this on the Mac for like the second time. So anyway, um, John, I'm, I guess I'm wondering what, uh, what, what would you think the board might do with this if it's referred to them? Okay. Can we allow John McCann to, yeah, there you are. So You're there. there. Okay. okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, maybe I'm slow. You know, I had a hard Harvard Law School education. I read this. I read the resolution. I read leadership. I just have the sense that the members are profoundly confused about this. I know that I'm confused about it, but I think there are people who have more subject knowledge, subject matter knowledge, um, and and I think it's imperative that we get this right and that we not. Uh, I, I think we have a better opportunity of generating a better outcome here if the board handles this in consultation with the stakeholders. That's the sense I get from the debate I heard on the leadership list. Does that help? Yeah. yeah so basically he's saying that let the board you know, refer this to the board, let them work with the appropriate stakeholders to craft uh, an appropriate, uh, you know, working, you know, with working with ACBREP on this issue, I think is kind of what I heard. Okay. And uh, next. Terry Suarez. Terry Suarez, traveling Terry, go ahead. Yeah. Again, this is on the questions and clarifications on the motion to refer. Correct. Thank you. There, there you are. Yes. Hi. Um, 
experiencing that little delay, even all the way in Florida. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone staying up late, and I think this is very important. My question is, is when I called today, um, and I spoke to, I believe her name is Sylvia that's responsible, um, she couldn't even give me numbers, because I understand the importance of protecting a profession, especially in a, you know, a very focused professional, but I'm trying to figure out the numbers. I mean, I believe there's only 3,359. I don't think this is on the motion to refer. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna no, to. Yeah. I, I believe we didn't need to do more investigation and clarification. Okay. To make a better okay. decision is my question. Is, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. We will. Um, Definitely. Let's see what the motion does. I'm sure the board certainly, if the board gets this, will certainly want to do that. All right. Next one. And Denise, how are we doing on our time? Yeah, 40 seconds. 40 seconds. So we can take one more. Joe DeLaFaro. Joe Taliaferro. Come on, Joe. Okay, Joe, um, you're going to run out of time, and I'm going to move on because we are not hearing you. 19 seconds. There you go. Okay, we're about 19 seconds, so we're going to just let this time count down because I don't think we can get a question answered in 19 seconds. So we are going to close out this part of the proceedings here, and we'll move on to debate. And again, you're debating the motion to refer to this resolution, to the Board of Directors. So, I am going to ask if there is anyone that wishes to speak against the motion to refer. And we'll take up to five for the initial round of speakers. So, anyone wishing to speak against the motion to refer, please raise your hand and Tori will start from the top. We have Jeff Tom. Jeff Tom. Yes, I'm, I'm against, yes. Okay, well, okay, we got you. That's Jeff Tom. And, uh, and John is also going to stand muted as the maker of the motion to refer. He can you know, make any comments as the first speaker. Okay, ne and next one. Next hand, Tori. We have Alice Richard. Alice Richard. I'm speaking. Or? I'm speaking against. Okay, you are number two on our on our against queue. All right, next person. We have Gene Mann. Gene Mann. All right. Okay, Gene Mann, are you uh, speaking against? Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay. My, this thing doesn't want to unmute tonight. I am also speaking against. Okay. That's three. Two more. If we have them. We have Nyrell or Nyrell. I'll let you speak against. Okay. You're speaking against the motion to refer. Okay. Um, is there anybody? And we take one more. 
Sorry. We have a 626 phone number. Is that ending in 388? Yes, it is. Okay, that would be Mitch Pomerantz. Mitch Pomerantz would like to speak against. Okay. We have our five against. So now we're going to lower all hands. And we are going to now ask if there's anybody that would like to speak for the motion to refer. Um, okay, start from the top of the list there. And we have Mary Ward. Mary Ward. Would you like to speak for the motion to refer? Speaking for. Okay, gotcha. Now you're one. Next one. Terry Suarez. Terry Suarez. You speaking for the motion to refer? Traveling Terry. Yes. You are. Okay, number two. Okay, next one. What are you guys called with issues test? Huh? Um, Gene, you are unmuted. Do we have another speaker uh, for Tori? Sorry, I'm having... Are you doing okay, Tori, or do you want some help? We have Jewel. Jewel, are you speaking for? Yes, I am speaking for. Uh, you're going to speak for the motion to refer. Okay. That's three. We need two more. Well, if we have them. And we need to have five against, so we'd like to have two more. We've got a bunch of hands up. I can tell that. We have Jeanette Kutash. Jeanette Kutash. Are you speaking? I, can you hear me? Yes. Thank God. Zoom did not work <laughs> before when I tried to unmute without a request. I would definitely like to speak for. Okay, that's four. One more. We have Sandy. Sandy, um, would you like to speak for the motion to refer? Let's get you unmuted and and Sandy, are you speaking for the motion to refer? No, actually, I I would speak against it. So okay, so we uh, hang in there. So we need one more for the motion to refer. We have Connie Sims. Connie? I think so. I will speak in favor. In favor of the motion to refer. Okay. So we have our five each side plus John, the maker of the motion. So now I'm going to we'll lower all hands and I will. Uh, we have someone unmuted. If we could, uh, if you could mute, please. That would be very appreciated. Thank you. All right. Okay, so we're now going to proceed to debate, and this starts the 20-minute uh, initial debate period, up to 20 minutes. So I'm going to recognize John McCann to speak 
in favor of speak for, to his motion to refer. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I trust it can be heard. Um, I'll be brief. The motion, in deference to the hour, the motion is made in good faith. I think that we had more than an inkling at the outset of this meeting that a lot of people are profoundly confused about who's on first, what's on second with respect to this resolution. Also, and perhaps it's a little unfair to refer to it, there was some debate or discourse, uh, uh, if you will, between Mr. Byington and our president. And the president, I'm sure, doesn't really want to speak to it um, and won't. But, you know, she did put something out publicly, which maybe only confused matters. I don't know. I think I'm a pretty intelligent guy. When I read this thing, I glazed over. In deference to the hour, to the highly arcane and specialized nature of this, to the but I regard a distinct possibility that we won't get it totally right or as right as we should, possible damage to collateral relationships. Uh, for all of those reasons, I would really urge, and, and we should in situations like this, be able to trust that the board will do the right thing. Okay, I know we're a membership-driven organization. No one needs to tell me that. I'm steeped in the ethos of that. Um, and I guard the prerogatives of, of the membership as, you know, with with fangs and everything else you can possibly think of. But I think this is an instance where referral to a body that has a bit more knowledge, background, subject matter expertise would be the most appropriate course of action. And I'll stand by that. I'm okay. Thank you, John. Um, first, okay, let's take our first speaker against, which would be Jeff Tom. Jeff Tom. <laughs> Tom, Jeff I lost Tom. my place. Okay. Go ahead, Thank Jeff. you. Okay, so this, I agree with John in one respect. This is a complicated issues, but sometimes issues have to be dealt with by the membership. And I think this is one that needs to be. I say this as one who has had problems with both sides of the question on this resolution. In fact, when the resolution originally came to this committee, I was not prepared to vote for it, and I didn't. But we've changed that resolution in a form that I can accept. And more importantly, speaking to this motion, the people on the other side are led by the leadership of the board. And so I don't think it's fair for this resolution to be referred to the board when its leadership is clearly not on the side of the drafters of this resolution. Certainly, you, the membership, should vote this up or down. I don't think it's incendiary enough to cost us relationships, but you may believe otherwise than I do. But vote your conscience. Do not let one side dictate what we are going to do. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Um, next person speaking for? Mary yeah. Ward. Mary Ward. Go ahead, Mary. <laughs> you get unmuted I'm there and go ahead. You, you yeah, are on. I think I'm not muted anymore. No, you're not. I guess the reason, am I still muted? No, you're, no, you're right. unmuted. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry about that. I hate these Zoom rooms sometimes. Um, I guess I wanted to speak in as a member of, you know, sometimes I feel like kind of the great unwashed, someone who is not privy to the stuff in the leadership. Um, and I, this might be even be a resolution that I agree with, 
The problem, as I see it, as a person who's not privy to all of this stuff, I did work in rehabilitation. I don't like the idea that much of 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 oh, special OTs for us or any of that kind of stuff. But I kind of feel like, as a person who doesn't have a lot of background in exactly what led up to this, I feel like it's really kind of not time to marshal the troops yet. Uh, I do believe in democracy. I believe very strongly in democracy and that we should all have a say. I just don't, I'm not sure with, with the state of this and with my lack of knowledge of it, that I can only assume that a lot of the other people in this room don't have any more knowledge than I do. And I think it's just not time yet. Okay. I yield the rest of my time. Okay, thank you. Uh, next person speaking against? Alice Richard. Alice Richard. Alice, go ahead. Well, all I can say is it's already been demonstrated this week where the board stands on this position, so it will not get a fair shake. The membership should have its say, and especially those of us who are in the field who have the ability to explain it to the membership, but yet it seems like we're being shut up and silenced that they don't want it out there. And I'm not sure why, because we're talking about the lives of blind people. So I would hopefully hope with all hope that you will vote down this amendment to refer. Thank you. Thanks, Alice. Okay. Next person speaking for. Terry Suarez. Terry Suarez. Evelyn <coughs> Terry, go ahead. Hello, how's everyone doing tonight? Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. We got you loud and clear, Terry. Okay, thank you very much. And I appreciate everyone's time. I believe that we need to have our elected officials um, really reevaluate this as part of the get up and get moving. We did pass something in 2020 uh, September 2021 where we were embracing the healthcare profession to help us achieve a get up and get moving lifestyle and by excluding healthcare professionals and just to remind everyone I am a registered respiratory therapist for over 30 years and 5 years blind my profession still embraces me and I just feel that we need to be very cautious as we've already done a lot of work trying to embrace the healthcare professions that are out there. Right now, there's only 3,359 of O&M instructors in the United States. No, I'm, I apologize. It's around the world. And I believe we need to reevaluate this and taking it to the board where we have elected officials and a lot more time to reevaluate because it looks like we're going from one direction to another. And with this large organization, we put each other first. Okay. And I yield my time. Thank you, Terry. Okay. Next person against? Jean Mann. Jean. Well, much of what I would say has already been said by Jeff and Alice. Uh, I'm sorry the hour is so late, but that's nobody's fault but ours. And I, I really, I am not sure that enough people on the board really know enough about this topic, to be perfectly honest. And I 
I understand that there has been some, um, uh, I won't say prejudicial talk, but um, there were some issues and I really feel that the, um, I have to look up the name, the, the rehabilitation task force needs to be involved in this um, because they are, they are people who are, are involved in, in this type of work. Um, I, I, I definitely not want to refer this back to the board. Thank you. Okay. Next person speaking for, please. Jewel. Jewel. Jewel, you should be allowed to, uh, uh, you should, you should be allowed to uh, unmute. Jewel, your hand keeps going up and down. You got to hit the unmute. Jewel, you can you keep raising your hand and lowering it. That's not going to get you unmuted, my friend. There, I did not have there an unmute did. button available. Oh no! Okay, I, I didn't realize. out and came back in. Okay, my connection's a little weird. Um, okay, go ahead. So yes, I am going to speak for deferment. Perhaps it's a little naive of me, but I believe that the board if they do not understand the issue, will reach out to people who do understand the issue. They they have gotten to where they are because they are very resourceful. As a person who is actually studying to become an occupational therapist and has considered becoming certified in VRT and has been blind for 15 years, I believe that this is a consideration that we should refer to the board of directors because they have a lot more resources and knowledge than many of us do. Um, even me who is studying does not fully understand all of the nuances of it. So I have, I would, I would speak for referring it to the board who has the knowledge and understanding of resources. Thank you. There we go. Hit the button and it didn't do anything there. All right. Um, thank you, Joel. Um, all right. Next person against neural neural. Go ahead. Neural. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, first of all, I read and I studied this resolution before it was, it was crafted poorly. Secondly, because it, 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 the biggest problem I'm worried about is if you're in a rural, in inner city areas, where we're, we're working with multi-handicapped individuals, if someone is served by an OT and, and to be a VI teacher, for if someone who has blindness or cerebral palsy, if that's what's needed, that's what's needed. And why, why I can understand in some areas, we, you know, we can have different, but but we can't just dictate that. And, <laughs> in all areas, because, you know, people who don't have money and cities to hire different instructors. Uh, uh, Meryl, I'm going to rule you a little out of order because you're not speaking direct germane to the motion to refer. So I'm going to, I'm going to rule you a little bit out of order there. I'm sorry about that, but you were kind of, you were getting more to the main resolution than the referral. So I'm going to rule you out of order. So we'll then move on to our next person for Jeanette. Jeanette. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, for allowing me to speak. Mm -hmm. I believe that there is value in the original resolution. Uh, My concern, though, and the reason that I think 
referring is so important is we need to get this right. If there are people saying that OTs need an extra certification to work with us, we need to make sure that's really true. I, in rehab situations, have worked with physical therapists and occupational therapists, and they didn't have extra certification, and they got it done. I would rather see us um, craft the resolution correctly, because my fear is if we don't get this one right, um, we could have other repercussions um, and address this extra certification stuff with other disciplines like physical therapy. And I think if we don't get it right, we're going to lose on all counts. So I support referral. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, Next person to speak against? Mitch Pomerantz. Mitch. Okay. Go ahead, sir. Mitch, you can star six. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and with all due respect, John McCann, to your Harvard education, my USC education makes this clear as day. Uh, This resolution should not go to the board of directors. I served on the board for 20 years. The board of directors has no more expertise on this subject than the membership. People like Lori Scharf and others who drafted it are in this field. This issue, and I, I will speak to it when uh, it comes to, uh, to a pro and con debate shortly, I hope, I'll speak to to why this is not a confusing resolution except by the members of the board that have made it such. I urge you, keep in mind, we are a membership organization. You are no less knowledgeable than anyone serving on the board of directors. I urge you in the strongest possible language to not refer this to the board, to discuss it, to debate it, and to vote on it. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Mitch. And our next person to speak for. Connie Sims. Connie, go ahead. Thanks, Mr. Chairman. Um, I am speaking to refer this to the board because this resolution is in conflict with the resolution that ACB, us members, passed back in 2021. And I think that the board needs to look at this and look at the other resolution because if this passes, then it conflicts strongly and we need to figure out which one we want to go by. Yes, we are a membership organization. Membership has a say, but we have spoken as a membership on a resolution supporting training on medical professionals. And now this one is saying that we do not want them to be trained. So it is in conflict. And I think that the board needs to review and look at both the resolutions because if this passes, then all the work that we have done for over two years 
that we passed as members is not going to be anything that we stood for. So we can't have it both ways. So I really urge you that you pass it and let the board figure out what resolution we should look at and consider because we can't have professionals trained or say, oh, I don't like this because we don't want them trained. So I really truly think that we need to remember that of other resolutions that we have passed in the past that we have to consider those. So I yield. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Connie. Uh, that's, I think that's the last speaker. That for. was the last one. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, how much time do we have Denise parliamentarian? Three minutes and nine seconds. Okay. What I'm going to propose to do is take it's each, it's just two minutes, each speaker. Let's pause the clock. Um, since it's normally about two minutes each speaker, I'm going to propose that we take one more against, if there is one, and we'll give you, a, again, again you're, you're debating the motion to refer. So I'm going to take one more against and then one more for. And that will, that will get us to 20 minutes, and then we will need to vote if we want to extend debate. We have Let's take Regina. Regina, okay. Are Hello. you speaking? Hello. Yes, you, again. Okay, you're against the motion to refer. Okay, so I'm going to take that one. So now I'm going to let's lower all hands. And the hands are going down. I can hear it. Okay. All right. Now let's see. Is there one person who would like to speak? For referral. Okay. Chris Bell, are you speaking to? Re I, I think he's the first hand. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Chris. You should be able to unmute. Okay. Yes, I'm speaking for. Okay. Okay. So here's what we're going to do we're going to take these two speakers, and we'll, we should be close to time. And then if we want to extend debate at that time, we will need to take a vote take, to have a motion come forward to do that. But let's hear from these two individuals. Um, Regina, Regina Marie. Thank you. I want to first clear up a misconception with all respect, due respect. Um, the resolutions that we voted on to uh, have training for medical professionals were not speaking to this issue. They were speaking, this is talking about a certification that existed and then was taken away and they want to replace it with a different certification. And it is about not consulting people who are blind or low vision when they do this, when they had their uh, stakeholder meetings. Also not consulting certain uh, categories of professionals that were directly in the field. And so I hope this demonstrates that saying this is very complicated is not um, quite, uh, well, I, I don't believe it's true. I have no background in rehabilitation as far as delivering that. My background is in social services. I was a crisis counselor and that kind of thing. And I had an education from Cal State Fullerton, not any prestigious college like Harvard. And I read this resolution. I understand it. 
and I can explain it even further, but I don't have the time. So I just want to urge people, when people start telling you that you don't know what might be good for you because it's too complicated, that should be a red flag. We, we can learn. And I think this organization does a great job of educating blind people. Thank you. Okay, time. Thank you. Okay, uh, Chris Bell speaking for. Uh, thank you, Ray. What this resolution does not take into account is the need of thousands of people that are losing their vision that are not yet receiving rehab services because we don't have enough providers. And that's something I think the board needs to directly address and which is not addressed in this resolution. There we go. I had to get uh, that button jumps on me. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Mr. Denise, Chair, there's an, there's also a request for information. I'm not sure. Uh, that's uh, that's that would have been in the first five minutes. Um, well, it's the, because uh, what they're actually asking about is the is the resolution that Connie referred to. They'd like to hear it. Um, the well, resolutions are published, um, so you know I will I will just say that uh, we would. We, probably take a little bit of too much effort to bring could those you tell, up. Could they, could they tell them what resolution it, this, do we know Connie, a number? Do you happen to, Connie, do you happen to know what resolution that was? Let's get Connie unmuted to. I'm expired. <laughs> okay. We are Ray, this is Clark. Yes, Clark. Clark might know. I believe, I believe that's resolution 2021-01. Okay. okay, great. So I would encourage, encourage uh, you to right. go look at that resolution. Right. I, yes. I can give you Clark is right. It is Connie. It's called Resolution 2021-01 Mandatory Disability Awareness Training for Healthcare Providers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now we have we have reached the end of the first debate period. However, if someone is minded to make a motion to extend debate, we can do that. Um, so is there someone who is minded to bring forward a motion to extend debate for an additional up to 20 minutes? Again, you're extending, you're voting to extend, you're, you're moving to extend debate on the motion to refer. So we have Casey. Okay. Casey. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, I want to know if John McCann would accept a friendly amendment. As you know, when we when this came up on the president's call, one of the issues was did what is what are extenuating circumstances, and we agreed on that call that we would support such a resolution if that term were defined as guidelines. And- um, Casey, I'm going to rule you out of order because this is on the motion to refer. Okay. So we're, we're just talking about the motion to refer at this time. So I'm going to rule you out of order. Well, I know but that. I'm, that's more germane to the resolution. And we can certainly, if the motion to refer is defeated, we can certainly uh, talk about that. Okay. Gotcha. Is there anybody who is minded to extend debate for up to 20 more minutes? <clears throat> we have Don Horn. Don Horn? Yeah. 
I am going to somewhat reluctantly move that we extend debate because I think that there have been a lot of statements that have been made that could be clarified. Um, although, is that really talking to? Oh boy. Okay. Okay. So you're you're moving to um, extend debate. Is there somebody who would? Uh, like to second Don's motion. We have Regina Marie. Regina Marie. Second. Okay. Okay. So let's get, let's set the stage here, guys. I know it's late, but we're going to do that anyway. So we have a motion on the floor that has been duly moved and seconded to extend debate. And remember, that motion is not debatable. So we will move on. We will move to a vote. So what you're going to vote on now is if you want to extend debate on the motion to refer resolution 2023-16 to the board. Again, you're, you're voting to extend debate for another uh, up to 20 minutes. So all hands lowered. Let's lower all hands. Okay. Lowered. All okay, hands thank, are lowered. Thank you so much. All those wishing to vote in favor of extending debate for up to an additional 20 minutes, please raise your hand. ICO first. Um, we're we're voting right now. Yeah, we're we're actually voting on a motion to extend debates. We have settled. Okay, let's lower all hands, please. All hands are lowered. All right. Okay. All those wishing to vote against the motion to extend debate on the referral motion, please raise your hand. We have settled. Okay. And I'll take the results, please. In favor of extending debate up to 20 minutes is 19 against 141. The motion to extend debate fails. So we will now proceed to a vote. And again, just so we're clear, you if you vote, what you're voting on is the motion to refer resolution 2023-16 to the board of directors. Uh, for action. All right. 
All those, do we all have all hands lowered? No. Let's get them down. Get all, lower all hands, please. Just one moment. All hands are lowered. All right. All those wishing to vote in favor of referring resolution 2023-15 to the or 16, excuse me, 2023-16. All those wishing to vote in favor of referring 2023-16 to the board of directors, please raise your hand. We are settled. All righty. Okay. All hands, lower all hands, please. Okay. Oops. All hands are lowered. Okay. All those wishing to vote against the motion to refer resolution 2023-16 to the board of directors, please raise your hand. We are settled. Okay. I will take the results, please. Okay. The vote in favor is 64 against 113, and there are 214 participants in zone. Okay. Okay. So the motion to refer fails. Um, uh, does anyone on the opposing or the losing side, which in this case was the 64 votes, does anyone wish to have a record vote on the referral motion.
And when you're ready, uh, Ray, I have a point of order question. Okay, I will. Uh, let's finish this vote, see where okay. it goes. Okay. We are settled. Okay. And how many do we have? Ten. Okay. So the motion to refer fails. We do have a point of order that has been raised. Uh, go ahead with that, Deb. Yes. The question is, why are we doing a record vote on our seeking, checking for a record vote on a motion? Uh, because that's the way ACB does business. Any issue that comes before the comes to the floor, we do need to ask if there's more than 25, 25 or more people, we do need to ask for a record vote per the standing rules. Um, and, and for the Constitution and bylaws, actually, too. Mm -hmm. So that is why we did that. Okay. All right. So here's where we're at, guys. We are now back to debating, to, to handling the main resolution, uh, the resolution 2023-16. So... Um, I will, um, take any questions or clarifications and do we have, I know we have people from the group that made the resolution. Um, so, uh, let's see what we, let's see what we've got, Tori. Okay, do we have any, Tori, do we have any hands? I We we do. We have Doug Powell first. Yeah, Doug Powell, okay. Doug Powell, go ahead, sir. Um, I, I'm not, it, it, can someone please explain what the third whereas clause means? Okay. Um, can we read that uh, third whereas clause uh, and then have that explained, please? We're in our five minutes for this. Do you have it there, Deb, or do you need me to uh, find it? Uh, whereas it is essential for ACBR, <laughs> VREP, um, to, uh, to embrace a continuum of specialized services without certifying practitioners who are not um, primarily, excuse me, inv involved in, I'm looking on my phone here, in serving people with vision disabilities or vision loss, excuse me. Okay. So this is the question about the embracing a continuum of services for people who are primarily serving individuals with vision loss. Okay. And, so, and then Doug is asking what, what exactly that means. Is there someone who, may um, I Lord, you may, you may. Thank you very much. Uh, to put that in the simplest of terms, ACVREP has a record and reputation of being the blindness certificate, blindness and visual impairment services expert in certification for who should be doing what. And uh, that, that clause is simply uh, stating that that is something that uh, should be maintained. Their, their uh, expertise in blindness and visual impairment and that they should therefore not certify in areas that don't specifically and pretty exclusively deal with blindness and visual impairment. Thank you. Okay. Uh, next person, Tori. Lori. Lori. 
I was just asking to be available to unmute to speak on anything as one of the co-authors. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But I, I would like to clarify a few things that have been said from earlier, if I may. Yeah. First of all, um, I, I there seems to be a misperception that we there are some people and it's been alluded myself included are against the certification of occupational therapists we are not we support the certification of occupational therapists with the proviso that they have to meet the same 17 core standards as a vision rehabilitation therapist currently acv rep will only be credentialing them in 10 to 12 areas and the people who will lose out will be the people with the most significant disabilities those who are deaf blind those who might need to learn braille and those who may need to use a long white cane indoors because oh. the occupational therapists will not need to be certified in those areas as stated by acvrep okay very good and we and we are only we are not speaking about the three thousand the number that was quoted earlier 3000 whatever it was that's everybody that's certified through acv rep so i just want to clarify that as well okay thank you that's good um any others kathy lyons kathy lyons go ahead Hi. yes i just wanted to point out that i've been working for between 25 and 30 years trying to get a bill passed in new york state that would give licensure to R M instructors and uh, vision rehabilitation therapists. The reason being is that if those services are needed in a nursing home, they give it to an OT that may or may not have the proper training, and then the person, the patient doesn't get adequate training. We we're not opposed to the uh, OTs getting more certification, but we want the patients in the or the residents in these places to be able to get all the training that they need. Okay, Mr. Chair, this sounds like debate. To yeah, I was getting, I was getting, I was about to rule her out of order, but she stopped. So um, again, this is just questions and clarifications that well, people have about the resolution. Yeah, I thought it was clarification of the situation. Okay, well, yeah, but you were talking about what you're doing in New York. So that uh, kind of got close to the line. That's okay. 20 We're seconds. Late. Okay, we got 20 seconds. Um, um, so I'm. Hello, hello who's that? That's it's Mitch Pomerantz. Okay. Oh, and Debbie. <laughs> well, I. Okay. Was they asked to unmute. To unmute. <laughs> okay. I would request, because the most important part and the least confusing part of this resolution is the resolve clause. That's what's being acted upon. I would request that be read. Time. Oh. Okay. Let's uh, let's go ahead and read the resolve clause of this resolution, if we could, just so everybody kind of understand you know, understands what's being asked asked here. Um. Whoops. We will do that before we go to debate. Mm -hmm. This organization calls upon the staff and board of ACVREP 
to formally act to suspend any further development of, of a new OT certification until such time is input it is sought from stake um, from stakeholders oh. in I'm sorry. No, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Stakeholder, I'm sorry, stakeholders in order to determine that such a state a certification is indeed in the best interest of of the overall field of specialized services for the blind and visually impaired. Okay. Okay, very good. Sorry, right. I'm having a little trouble reading. I'm reading on my phone. I, I got <laughs> tired and I can't. Yeah. Yeah, it is getting uh, okay. Okay. So that's so basically we're asking for that. And ACVREP stands for the Academy for Certification of Vision, Vision Rehabilitation and Education Professionals. So in case anybody does not remember what that acronym means. Okay. We're now going to move to debate on this resolution. And so I'm going to ask if there's anyone that would like to speak against this resolution, please raise your hands. We got we're getting some people. So, uh, Tori, Connie Sims, Connie Sims. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you, Mr. Chair. I have to wait. Am, oh, do you have to? Don't you have to establish? Just, 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 just tell. Just tell. I'm working on it. Just tell yeah. me what. No, you're, but Connie was starting to talk. Are you speaking for or against or? I am speaking, Chair. I am Ray. I am speaking against it and. I would like to um, make a motion. I have an amendment that I would like to present. Ah, okay. Okay, you have an amendment that you'd like to present. That is that is appropriate during debate. So we will uh, recognize, we'll put you as against, um, but with an amendment. Okay. Let's see. Anybody else wanting to speak against? And if you... Um, Anishio yeah. Korea. Anishio, go ahead, sir. Okay, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Are you speaking against Anishio? Yes. Okay, that's two. Okay, anybody else? We have a four one zero phone number. And ending, ending nine two seven. Okay, four one zero ending nine two seven. Are you tell us who you are and are you speaking against? Um, it's Vanessa Lowry <clears throat> from Lutherville, Maryland, and I'm speaking against. Okay, that's three. Next one. Chris Bell. Bell? I'll speak against. Okay, that's four. And we're going to take one more. Terry Suarez. Terry Suarez. Okay. Terry, uh, are you speaking against? Yes, sir. Okay, Thank good you. enough. Okay. All right, so we have our five that's speaking against for the initial debate period. So, is there anybody who wishes 
Are there, is there anyone who, let's get our hands down here. Um, also, Ray, there's a, um, there is a um, motion from Matt to postpone debate. Um, okay. I think that would take precedence. Okay. Yeah, that's so, what I interrupted you. So um, let's uh, kind of, okay, we have our five speakers for against. We know who they are. So let's uh, let's act on Matt's motion. I think that would take precedence. So, um, and Denise is not telling me I'm wrong. So <laughs> I'm going to. And so Matt Selm yes, has moved. I have a question, Ray. This is yeah. The, I have a question. Somebody yeah. wanted to make an amendment. Yeah, Connie has an amendment. She said. Yeah. Why are we postponing debate if you have an amendment? Or is he postponing? I, I think he's going to postpone. Uh, Matt, if you could get your hand up and do you want to postpone to a time certain? Is that what you're wanting to do, sir? Yeah. I'm guessing because of lateness. All right. I, I, seek, I seek to postpone debate till we reconvene tomorrow. Okay. Just for the late hour. But I, I kind of want to do precedent then i recognize that okay um no a motion to postpone is takes precedence because that's a motion that you know if it's uh, if i my understanding of robert's rules which is very limited it's a higher ranking than a man okay okay so it's yeah. a higher ranking yeah. than a man so the motion and the motion to postpone debate is non-debatable so <laughs> is there somebody who wishes to second matt's motion Ray, Ray, let's state yeah. the motion that he's postponing it to tomorrow evening meeting. He's postponing debate until tomorrow evening, yeah. June 23rd, um, during our gathering tomorrow evening. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is there someone that is correct? Who, yes. Okay. Is there someone who'd like to second that motion? We have Jane Perry. Okay, Jane, would you like to second Matt's motion? Jane? Okay. okay, we'll move on. Um, next hand. Uh, Natalie Couch will second the motion. Okay, Natalie Couch seconds the motion. Uh, just so you all know, these are coming in through the question, bo the Q&A box. Right, so right. We have, um, we have a motion and okay, let's, uh, let's stop with the hands. This is non-debatable. So we have a motion and a second to postpone debate on this resolution until tomorrow evening, June 23rd, uh, during our gathering, which will start, which the gathering, which starts at 7 p.m. Central. So, what we know, okay, somebody's jaws is really going there, and uh, we need to get you, okay, so that's non-debatable, so we're going to proceed to a vote on the motion to postpone debate till tomorrow evening. So, all those in favor, let's get all hands lowered first, please. All hands are lowered. Yes, thank you. All those wishing to postpone debate until tomorrow evening on this resolution, please raise your hands. Someone needs to be muted. Somebody needs to be muted. We are really hearing jaws and... Mm -hmm. Are you going to vote? See, the night is young out here on the West Coast. Oh, you go, wow. 
Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, you're right. I'm not. The Byingtons need to be muted. Yes. Just so you know, Deb, it's it's early on the East Coast too because we're in the oh, morning. That's there. right. I see that. They're yeah. in the morning. Yeah. It's just essential time people that are late. <laughs> yeah, we don't like it. <laughs> understand. Yeah, my husband hasn't had dinner. He'd be interested in this. <laughs> He's probably voting. <laughs> had dinner either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey guys, I was the bathroom work too. Mm Okay, we are settled. Okay, let's lower all hands, please. <clears throat> all hands are lowered. All right. All those wishing to vote against postponing debate on resolution 2023-16 until tomorrow evening, please raise your hand. Voting against postponing debate. We are settled. Okay. And what are our results? Those in favor of postponing debate until tomorrow night is 128. Those against is 31. And there were 203 participants in Zoom. Okay. All right. Um, that being said, um, debate will be postponed till tomorrow evening. And so on this resolution, so 
we are going to, I'm going to turn the floor then back over to Deb Cook-Lewis. All righty. Thank you, Ray. And um, thank you, everyone. And a great, great marathon evening. We've gotten a lot done. We still have some more to do. It uh, looks like we're going to all spend our Friday evening together, and um, that'll be great. I believe the appropriate uh, order for uh, this process tomorrow night should be to do the Constitution and Bylaws amendments first, because we have publicized the time for them as being 7 p.m. Uh, Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. So I believe we will begin uh, with the Constitution and Bylaw amendments. Uh, then um, I had said we would take uh, Carla's um, uh, amendment to the standing rules next, but I believe the uh, better protocol in terms of, of it, it has no impact on anything we are doing uh, prior to being in Schomburg. So I think in the interest of trying to move through um, the debate and other things that we have, um, we will take uh uh, 2023-16 next and begin where we've left off this evening with um, with a debate on the resolution. And then uh, when we've completed that process, then we will uh, take up the discussion of Carla's um, amendment to the um, uh, standing rules. Um, and um, Paul would like to speak to an amendment. He is sure is friendly, but what are you amending? Because we don't have anything to amend. Um, so, Paul, you need to raise your hand so they can um, they can call on you, and we can find out what you're amending. Are we recognizing Paul? Oh, I, I see him. He's way down in the line, you guys. Yeah, could somebody unmute him? Or do I need um, to? You, you well, can, I, I think. I was going to and I lost him. Here he is. Oh, okay. oh he's, he's, been, he's been allowed to talk. Oh, okay. Go ahead then, Paul. Sorry, this is just this is just sticking with practice that I think has become pretty well ingrained okay. in ACB and the very last clause of the resolution. It says the blind and visually impaired, and I think it just should say people who are. Oh, okay. We'll we'll take that up tomorrow night because that's yeah, but, we're, we're coming but back I, to. I that. just I just wanted to write it down. I think it's okay. friendly, and I can't yeah, imagine it might probably is, but but you're yeah. out of order right now. I, I, I get that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carla would like to be uh, recognized. She should have permission to talk. Okay. Carla? Carla have her hand up. She said she allowed her to talk. Car 
Let me see if I can find her. I found her, but she's... Um... Here, let me set, let me click on the allow to talk. Oopsie. Yeah. Okay. There you are. Now, I think I'm unmuted now. You're good. Uh, Madam Chair, uh, when we get to the convention, uh, do I understand that, uh, well, can you, can you review uh, what the process will be when, the, when it comes up for a vote? Before we get when we get to the record votes oh sure so um um when we when we get to the record vote um carla carla's motion asked that we would read the um, um whatever is subject to the record vote and provide an up to 10 minute summary of these of the items i assume basically potentially each item but um but that was that was basically the so the 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 essence of your motion i believe was to have the items read aloud in assembly and then a summary provided of the debate what we what what carla and i talked about doing um was uh i was concerned about the summary um, because who is going to write that in a way that is completely agreeable to everyone and also um, uh, it's really hard to have something like that that doesn't come up for debate so um, uh, we ag agreed that it would be a very appropriate for us to have all of the um, resolutions and amendments that will be voted in the record vote read on July 5th, but there will be no debate and no discussion because that has taken place this week. But they would be read aloud and then we would go to, to the voting. So that means it would have to happen on Wednesday, July 5th, because that is when we are going to do the voting. Okay, and so then um, do I understand that that will be permitted uh, under the current standing rules? Yes, it really, it really has no bearing on the standing rules. There's nothing in the standing rules that we could determine um, would prohibit it. And I've had that conversation in consultation with the parliamentarian. And so it, there's nothing under the standing rules that would prohibit us from doing it. Okay. So, Madam Chair, I have spoken with the seconder of the motion, who is Amanda Salm. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we will withdraw this motion at this time. Thank you. All right. That will save us a few minutes tomorrow night. Um, I've also had, there's a ton of questions coming in up here and I'm actually, because I'm talking to you, I'm not reading questions at the same time. So um, after the meeting is over, if any of those need to be addressed, you know, I, I will be happy to do that with you, but I'm not looking. Um, the uh, the one that I did see while we were getting Carla unmuted though was to ask if we uh, why we wouldn't do the resolution first because it's a continuation um, of tonight's business and my response to that is that we need to do what has been published to be done 
um, because um, that is a separate meeting event, and we are adding this to it. So um, we will uh, we will continue this resolution tomorrow night. I'm certain we will complete it, um, and we'll stay up you know till we get it. But um, but we um, we need to take care of the what we committed in time, and so um, we will take the the constitution and bylaws, and then we will take, uh, resume the debate on the resolution or begin it, I guess. That is everything I have for this evening. Um, I'm, I'm just looking to see if there's, Okay, I think other than the question of why don't we take the resolution at the opening, I don't see quickly anything down here else that would be pressing. So, uh, in view of the hour, I thank everybody. We will see you all tomorrow evening, and this meeting is in recess. <laughs>